welcome to another episode of We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters chat about smooching books. This week, we're beginning our journey into Eclipse by Stephanie Meyer. Edward and Bella are back and more angsty than ever, and the plot of this book can basically be boiled down to a dick measuring contest meets a love triangle. We get into a long-winded discussion about geese, give you our pitch for a sapphic crime-fighting spin-off series, and decide that every character in this book is actually a villain. While you're listening, drop us a rating and review and enjoy the show. Okay, let's just jump right in. Hello. Hello. That's right. We're back with Eclipse, the most unnecessary book in the entire Twilight Saga. And a book that I literally cannot, like my brain, similarly to how I cannot make my brain remember what Joe Alwyn's face looks like. Like every time I see him, it's a new experience. The same with this book. (laughs) Like I read it, I immediately just like forget everything. Like we just read it. I have notes on it. But like Will I remember anything about the plot a week from now? Probably not. I think I figured out what it is. It's that there is so little plot in this book. And that doesn't necessarily like it's because it's it's so we get so much like random backstories in this. And that's not a bad thing. Like I remember all those backstories like in isolation. Like I remember like what happened to Rosalie. I remember that Jasper's a fucking like don't give it don't we'll yeah, talk okay. about that when it comes I re- up. <laughs> I remember like the third wife and like the tribal legends, but like There's so little that, like, actually happened that needs to happen. And we were trying to figure out, like, is there anything that happens in Eclipse that's, like, necessary? Could we just have skipped to Breaking Dawn? And I guess, like, they have to get engaged. Like, Edward and Bella have to get engaged, like, so that they could have the wedding. But, like, other than that, it's really – Actually, I mean, there's there's a few things that I was surprised we didn't find out about until now. Like, imprinting – I, I don't know. Oh yeah, there was a lot where I yeah. was like, well, I was constantly throughout the book, even just like without within like just the plot of this book. I was like, wait, they don't figure this out until right. now. Like I thought we've known this the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And so that's the thing. It's like I remember all that stuff. I just don't remember that it comes from Eclipse. Yeah. Like because Eclipse yeah. just feels so like. Well, according to Stephanie's website, which I just read the FAQ for this book, so we wanted to make sure we didn't miss out on any bonus content. Unfortunately, we don't get any <laughs> great scenes in which Edward is, for example, rolling around in an attic with rats as an outtake of this book. No outtakes for this one. But the FAQ, she was like, this book is important because it's supposed to show that like Bella like has thought through like all the consequences or whatever of, of deciding to be a vampire and like what she's going to give up. And yeah. like she like does have a choice because like she has Jacob. So she like actively is like no like i'm choosing to be with edward which like, i understand to an extent but also jacob's not a good choice either <laughs> no and like why are her choices limited to like when she's a fucking teenager like Stephanie, why? why can't why can't she just why can't she just go to dartmouth why don't she just take edwards bribing her way into dartmouth and go there and not have to do anything right. <laughs> whatever right. okay it's character driven. This book. It's not plot driven. Yeah, sure. But I it mean, also none of the books are fucking plot driven. Yeah, like no- nothing happens. There's Something... no like plot except for. Yeah. Actually, I take it back. I feel like if anything, this book is technically the most plot driven because it has the overarching like the threat of Victoria. Mm-hmm. 
is throughout the entire book. Whereas in the other books, it's like you don't really get the big bad until the end. Well, in Breaking Dawn, it's like the first half is like Bella's pregnancy. Yeah, but the big bads are ultimately the Volturi. Yeah, but And we think the Volturi has been solved as soon as Bella becomes a vampire. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. But yeah. Eclipse is like the most narratively sound and both the most unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Another thing I realized – like I don't know if it's a good place to say this, but like even if Bella had picked Jacob, like her whole thing was like Edward was like, why don't you just stay human and I'll and we'll just stay together until you die and then I'll kill myself, right? But like, <laughs> and Bella was like, no, I don't want to be like looking physically way older than you and like probably get mistaken for like a pedo, like what? Yeah, but wouldn't even the same though Edward's thing, the pedo, yeah, wouldn't the same thing happen with Jacob? Like, you know, do you think Jacob would have stopped transforming for Bella even though she's yeah. not his, like. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I think he would have. I have also – I have thoughts on that, but well, I feel like we should we should okay. jump in. But first, I, I would like to say the note that I have been keeping in my notes app for this book because I forgot to bring it up. I didn't. I like realized it after we finished talking about New Moon, and I want to say it. So it's been like sitting in my notes app for like months <laughs> until we do this book. And it's about Mormonism, surprise, surprise, <laughs> and how the Twilight vampires have like – when they drink humans, like, they're basically incapable of doing anything but, like, draining a human dry. Right. And even if they don't drain the human dry, like, they're going to leave venom and then the ven- like the human's going to become a vampire. Like, there's basically no way to drink human blood like a normal fucking, you know, not, like, crazy binger. Yeah. But versus, like, for example, the Vampire Diaries vampires who do definitely just, like, take little sippy sips and, mm-hmm. like, go on their merry way – which seems like mm-hmm. a much more sustainable way. And I was like, oh, my God, it's a metaphor for lust. And mm-hmm. that just really came to the forefront in this book because horny Bella, ooh, she comes out to play in this book. Horny Bella is like mm-hmm. the main character. Like, I love it. <laughs> She's constantly trying to take her clothes off. It's amazing. So, yeah, anyway, basically, yeah. I think – if you want to be a cool vampire, you should fuck all the time is basically the message. If you want to be like an ethical <laughs> vampire, you know what I mean? Like you should yeah. fuck. Ethical vampires fuck. Yeah, definitely. And and something that like I have seen – I don't know if this is true. I don't want to like slander Mormons too much, but I think this might actually be true. Like I, I've just heard it from multiple sources that like fornication or like you know basically sex outside of marriage is like worse than murder Ooh. in Mormonism, Mormonism or like – as or like at least as bad as which is just like i feel like another that is also like another angle to look at it from and edward even says like he doesn't explicit he, he he like impliedly puts them on the same level when he's like bella like i've broken every other rule like i've murdered people like can't i just like have this one yeah. rule that i don't break anyway we start off this book with an angry letter from jacob i thought it was interesting <laughs> that they chose to get a new narrator for jacob just for like this the two parts like it's just this in the epilogue but he ends up being the narrator i'm pretty sure it's the same narrator as breaking dawn jacob yeah i just thought it was an interesting choice i guess they were like i guess it was a big deal by that point yeah they could afford a two narrators for eclipse (laughs) um and it's like an angry scratchy letter like they've been passing notes back and forth no no they haven't okay so what it is it's a letter 
And the first, there's like five lines. It's like, Bella, I can't talk to you. I, and like, that's crossed out. And then it's like, <laughs> Bella, it hurts too much. Like, and then that's what it's like, cut off lines. Okay. So like, he is clearly like started writing the letter and then he crosses it out. And then like, he start he tries to start again, which is normal, right? Like you're trying to write a letter. You're not trying to hurt someone's feelings. You're trying to like keep emotion out of it. You're going to write several drafts, except Jacob the dickhead doesn't rip it off. He leaves no. them on the letter <laughs> so Bella can read every single mean thing he said before his final note. I'm like, do you think just like one cross through is gonna like make I it so she can't read? Like, what, Jacob? Like, I understand that like you're you know you don't have a lot of money, but like surely you have more than one piece of paper that you could write this letter on. <laughs> It's like she could have like she obviously does it at the end with the epilogue where we just get it straight from Jacob's perspective. We could have just gotten a mini like perspective. She really wanted this to be like part of it. We could have just gotten from Jacob's perspective writing writing the letter and then being like, no, I don't want to say that. And then like ripping it, you know, it's just it's it's I I, I, I it's a choice. Like, listen, say what you want about Stephanie Meyer, but like she is not afraid <laughs> to take risks <laughs> in writing these books like we have like the month the months passing in new moon like we Mm -hmm. have this she's not afraid to share information in a way that does not have any (laughs) in the real real world (laughs) but basically jacob's ignoring her basically bella's like keeps trying to reach out to him and jacob is like we can't be friends and somehow bella and everybody else in this book and the book itself twists this around to like as something Bella should feel guilty for, like, oh, you're cutting Jake out. And I'm like, she is actively reaching out. She's calling him on the phone. She's sending him notes through Billy and Charlie. Like, she's trying to keep this friendship. And Jacob is ignoring her. And somehow that's Bella's fault after after Jacob betrayed her. Right. By narking on her. Yeah. And wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I feel like we should. It's been a while since you listened to the New Moon episode. We ended that episode with Jacob showing Charlie Bella's motorcycle so that she would get in trouble so Mm -hmm. like jacob should be in the doghouse pun intended but he's not (laughs) yeah and there's like literally no reason jacob couldn't come visit her like even like for the first half of this book it's gonna be like bella absconding to la push to see him and that makes sense like if he's ignoring her and she wants to get his attention like sure that's the only way but like after that there's absolutely no reason he couldn't be coming to her you know it's not like it's not like the werewolves are like you know they can't they're they're like confines to their one square mile oh no no no! but the forks the town is cullen territory technically i know we learned that we learned that in new moon when alice no. comes back jacob's like if if the cullens are back i'm not supposed to be here no they can they can't patrol as wolves but like as humans they can definitely go there like come on he goes to the school like there's he's a lot he's not allowed to just not go to town like that wouldn't make any sense there's why would Maybe, the wolves like yeah. ever agree to that Right. Again, they'd be yeah. barred from the hospital, like literally, not just like because <laughs> they don't want to risk it. <laughs> like, no. So, yeah, Charlie, as alluded previously alluded to, he's about to lay on a big guilt trip. Bella's like reading this in her room and she smells like something burning downstairs. <laughs> Charlie, he almost blows up the house. Oh like, this isn't even just a fire. Like, this man literally almost sets off a bomb in his microwave <laughs> because he puts a fucking. He puts a jar with a metal lid in directly in the microwave. And I'm like, how? How are we supposed to believe? But it's the metal jar. This the key yeah. point is the metal is the metal lid. <laughs> and I'm like, how has this man survived for 40 years? Like, how are the fuck? I know. It's like for it's Bella. Like if he can't even fucking heat up pre-made, like store-bought spaghetti 
loss. That's the real reason they bro- Renee and Charlie broke up because they were both just like constantly trying to use weaponized incompetence against each other. But because they were both doing it, it just like constantly kept getting set on fire. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I feel like it's – I read I – re- I was reading – um or watching this video or something about about how like in sitcoms the more seasons sitcoms get you'll have characters that like get narrowed down to like one yeah, it's personality something trait. after that simpsons character it's called um, yeah oh flan what is this flanders flanderization yeah yeah so it's like joey for like flanders become like the super stereotypical christian like joey right. from friends just being and like yeah. having no brain yeah. cells by like the 10th season and i was like is this happening to charlie yes, like he's just becoming more and more incompetent yes, because i even wrote down like he says what did i do wrong and i was like i appreciate iliana's dunce voice for charlie yeah. in this scene. like she literally what did i do like, this is a grown-ass man and he doesn't <laughs> No, not to put metal <laughs> in the microwave. <laughs> oh, Charlie. And so Charlie, his scheme is to like make a nice dinner for Bella to like butter her up. It turns out to just be like a bunch of mashed together noodles and like this sauce. And Bella has to plate it up and like cut it with a steak knife. Like he doesn't yeah. even like serve her. Like, because he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't stir the noodles. So they all clump together. And ba- and the way Stephanie describes this is that as if not as if not stirring it will cause them to fuse yeah. together in like a hardened state. And I would just like to say how much of an impact this had on my <laughs> pasta making like <laughs> to this day where I'm like so diligent about mixing it because I'm like, I don't want to be like Charlie and all of the pasta sticks together. See, I'm like not that diligent at all. I realize you don't really have to stir it. Like maybe like once in the beginning and then you don't have to. But the way that they will fuse together is if you leave them in the strainer for too long. Like yes. that's that's the danger. Like yes. you can't just let and you it don't want to rinse your pasta because no. that gets rid of all of the what is it the glue and whatever starch. the thing the starch that makes yeah. it not stick together. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was like just <laughs> a really like core part of became a core part of my cooking personality was the specific scene in which Charlie <laughs> fuses together the pasta and Bella has to cut it with a steak knife. I realized how much like quote unquote Italian food they eat in Twilight because well, cause like it's in easy. this book. Well, sure, sure, but I just mean like. We have this scene, like, later on, like, Esme butter, like, gets Bella some, like, the good Italian food. There's, like, some other, La Bella I don't Italia know. from I, That's what I assume, of course. The good, yeah, the good one from Port Angeles. <laughs> anyway, so Charlie is trying to guilt trip Bella, basically. And, and honestly, he's not wrong at this point at all. Yes, his goal – I mean, yeah, no, he's just not wrong, period. Like, he basically is, yes. like, Edward, you disappeared for three days with him. He also left you. He sucks. You fell into an extreme depressive state. This right. is not a healthier relationship. Also, just outside of that, he's like, you used to have friends besides the Cullens. Like, you have other friends besides the Cullens, or at least you used to. Why don't you see any of them? And Bella's basically like, well, Angela has a boyfriend, too. She's always with Ben. And I'm like, that's not normal, Bella. Like, why? Like, <laughs> Charlie's basically, you shouldn't dump all your other friends for your boyfriend. It's not nice. And your life would probably be better if you had some other people in it. And I'm like, at this point, like, Charlie's 100% like – what <laughs> he's 100 percent in the right however yeah. there are elements of this that still bother me because a charlie is like, like i said charlie is acting as if bella is choosing not to hang out with jacob instead of the other way around yeah and i'm like how the fuck like bella is getting charlie to pass notes to right. billy he's for jacob how the fuck does he not know yeah. that like there's only one phone in this house clearly bella's been using it to call jacob like how the fuck does charlie right. not know that jacob's the one icing her out like how dare you accuse 
Bella this. Also, Charlie's like, isn't Edward up to a little healthy competition? Yuck, yuck, yuck. And I'm like, and I'm just, okay, listen, listen, listen. (laughs) We know that Edward does a a bunch of really fucked up shit to prevent Bella from seeing Jacob in the beginning because he's being an overprotective dickwad. But Charlie doesn't know that. And I'm like, like, what about Jacob being her supposed best friend, not wanting to hang out with her because she has a boyfriend? Like, like, Jacob, from Charlie's perspective, Jacob should be totally in the wrong here. And it's very rich of him to, like, be taking Jacob's side in this situation. No, and also, like, just just up for some healthy competition. Like, that – it wouldn't be healthy for anyone. Like, who would that be healthy for? It wouldn't be healthy for Jacob because (laughs) – It's not healthy for (laughs) – Healthy for Bella. It's like – does, is, it, is it because is, is there like a some kind of is there, is there like a pandemic in this universe that we're not hearing about so like all the sports are like per- temporarily paused so charlie needs like another source of competition to watch like is that what it is no because charlie? later on in the book he goes to watch the game <laughs> yeah, at billy's I know, I know it's a live game yeah i know Absolutely. he's so charlie is just so fucked up <laughs> yeah also in the scene we learn about there's been a bunch of murders in Seattle. They oh think God, it's a yeah. serial killer. A lot of murders. A lot of murder. I never realized how many. They're like there were 10 the first week, 13 the second week, and now 23. And that <laughs> something the news. So there's also have to be a lot of like people just going missing, like not being murdered. Because yes. like the newborn vampires and like that's not mentioned. It's a lot of fucking murder, like serial killer. Like what? <laughs> <It's a lot laughs> just, like, I feel like if that was happening. I don't know. That would be – I feel like the National Guard would be called in at that point. Like, that level of murder is like, that's a war. Like, that's not (laughs) – like, even if it's it's not one person. Even Yeah, if it's like – even if it's a That's like a terrorist attack. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, their bodies are charred. They all look exactly the same. They've been burned beyond recognition. Yeah. And and, and look like they've had, like, major trauma before death. Like, yeah. What? It's insane <laughs> amount of people. Like what? But uh, the only the only the way that this introduces like Charlie's just like Bella, don't go over to Seattle because it's dangerous there, and like no other no other concern about like it's it's bonkers. Also, just as a side note, so Rachel, I don't know if you want to talk about how each Twilight book is apparently like a classic. Piece oh, yeah. of classic literature. Yeah. So yeah, I learned this like somewhat recently. I mean, obviously we know New Moon is Romeo and Juliet retelling, like, you know, duh. This one is obviously Wuthering Heights, because they've mentioned it so fucking much and like oh right God. and like insert. But honestly, I thought the times that she like inserted quotes, I was like very impressed at how like non clunky it was. No, and maybe yeah, I just they talk so weirdly in general. But yeah, I definitely <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Breaking Dawn is. I forget. I can look it up. I'm pretty sure the first book is Pride and Prejudice. Very, very loose. Oh, it's all very loose. Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> loosey-goosey. Yeah. Yeah. So Twilight is Pride and Prejudice. New Moon is Romeo and Juliet. Eclipse is Wuthering Heights. Breaking Dawn is a Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, because they mentioned oh, that a few times here, too. They're, like, they setting do. it up. There's foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. Because he's talking, this, we're talking says, about specifically yeah. in regards to imprinting, imprinting that it's, like, how the fairies make everyone fall in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow, Stephanie, that's that's a deep cut that I didn't expect from that. Nice. It is. But I bring this up. So obviously, like we said, this book is Wuthering Heights. And Bella in her head, she's like, I've been reading Wuthering Heights. And she calls it a turn of the century novel. And I would just like to say <laughs> that this book is solidly in the mid 1800s. And I was like, what fucking century is turning, Bella? Like, what do you mean it's a turn of the century novel? It's a, I know it's a little thing to nitpick, but I was like, yeah. the Brontes are 
like decades after Austin, Stephanie, you know right. this. You are an English major. Like, don't tell me you don't know basic Austin Bronte chronology. Right. It's unclear how we're supposed to like feel about Wuthering Heights. I was like, I so full disclosure, I've never Heights. read the entire book. I'm like, I've definitely I've read like summaries. I've like done deep dives into like every aspect of it, but I've never like subjected myself to the full thing don't it's so yeah, hard i know well especially the second half but i i was also i was looking this up yesterday and i found like a bunch of essays about like specifically wuthering heights as it relates to twilight and a bunch of people were like oh like stephanie meyer is doing so much damage like people it's re- like this is a book about like abuse and like you know evil people but like every all these people reading it are to think it's a love story like she's rebranding it as a love story but i feel like that's not mm. i don't think that because so many times they'll be like kathy is an evil person like Heathcliff sucks like yeah but also like wuthering heights is a it's a fucked up love story it's not a romance because it doesn't have a happy ending because they all die at the end and like heath like is continuing to manipulate his and kathy's children <laughs> like uh, it ends with him being well, like yes thing. i'm going to ruin their lives too <laughs> but yeah. like it is a love story. Like the heart of that book is heathcliff and kathy and how they're like the world's biggest assholes but they're also like soulmates mm. Like it's been it's been over a decade since I read that book, and I do remember that. And some of what really pisses me off about Wuthering Heights is because there's so many good quotes, yeah. like love quotes yeah. from it. But like, if you just read that and you didn't know anything about the rest of the book, you would go in and be like, "Oh, like blah, blah, blah. Well, a lot of adaptations just stop like halfway through. Like they I just don't cut know, the I've second half at all. Apparently, because the second half is where Heathcliff like really goes off. Like that's where he like fucking rapes his wife and like you know kills I his remember son, that kills he his kill son, son? <laughs> basically like doesn't get him a doctor all i know is that like, like he and kathy <laughs> don't get married kathy marries someone else he puts us off becomes rich and like comes back and marries someone else and then he marries he marries kathy's husband's sister isabella specifically to torture her and get back at the husband for marrying kathy wow. and then he immediately he, he like hits her like he somehow and the, the, why i say it's raised because somehow she gets pregnant with this kid even though she's like terrified of him and like run, you know like runs away from him yeah isabella everyone dies in childbirth like of course yeah including kathy including <laughs> kathy and then he like so he has his he like isabella runs away while pregnant gives birth to the son heathcliff and tries to like have him be raised by like his uncle heathcliff tracks him down and like uses his like legal rights as his father to get the son back and force him to live with him and like doesn't let him like be educated you know like do anything or whatever yeah, and no, he can't he read. has a plot to get him to marry kathy's daughter yes kathy Specifically so that he can get the house because his scheme is that like, you know, that will become Linton, his son's house. And then as soon as Kathy's husband dies, like it'll become basically Heathcliff's house. And if Heathcliff can get his son to die, it'll become his house. Yes. Basically. So then his son is like sickly because Heathcliff had him be sickly. He doesn't get him medical care. He lets him die. He gets the house. The son dies? Yes. He has to. Heathcliff needs his son to die. Heathcliff basically kills his son. There's definitely a scene in the end where Kathy's <laughs> Kathy's daughter is yes, like, and he keeps her. Then he someone. Keeps, yes, he keeps his daughter. He keeps Kathy, young Kathy. He keeps her hostage basically, and then she falls in love with the Heathcliff's like adopted brother slash Kathy's brother. He had a son who was like very uneducated and like yeah, she's um, teaching him to read. He, Heathcliff, yeah, Heathcliff basically keeps him like as a servant, as I, I think. 
and Kathy and him fall in love. So they they end up happy at the end. Like they end up getting no. The but there's definitely an element in which Heathcliff, or maybe it's the housekeeper, is like, oh, Heathcliff is gonna like use her to break his heart or something. Like it's something. Like there's definitely like someone is still plotting at the end of that book. I vividly remember reading. That. Oh really? <laughs> I vividly I, I vividly remember being like, oh okay, so someone's gonna get a happy ending, and then like something being like, nope, fuckers. <laughs> Why do I know so much more about this book? But I'm like, never. Because you've done deep dive. I listen. I read it. I know. Ten years over ten listen, years ago. I have like literally sat listening to like okay, this is like Taylor Swift songs and like reading quotes from this book, like crying, even though like I've never like, read this. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, this that, that Wuthering Heights. We went. We've gone so off the rails, but I I, I need know. to keep talking. I Wuthering know. Heights has so many fucking good quotes, like love quotes. Like it is. It is phenomenal and it is so annoying (laughs) and that's the thing about the brontes in general they're like each of their books i hate i mean i haven't read any of Anne brontes books but emily and and charlotte can go fuck themselves (laughs) like i hate all of their books (laughs) but damn those bitches know how to write a pullable quote god damn it I gotta give them props for that. Speaking, okay, back. Let's uh, to get back okay, to let's, this. <laughs> we're traveling back to Forks. We do get like Edward's. Like I don't know how Heathcliff and Kathy ended up being ranked with couples like Romeo and Juliet and Elizabeth and Mister Darcy. It isn't a love story; it's a hate story. And I would just like to take the opportunity to once again say that Romeo and Juliet is not a fucking. Well, it's a love. (laughs) It's not a romance. Yeah. You could argue that it's a love story, but it's not a romance. Why is that the comparison? I mean, Heathcliff doesn't at one point, doesn't he try to dig up Kathy's body? (laughs) Yeah. No, really? No, really thinking back. Oh, Heathcliff? Oh, yeah, he does. He does. He admits to that. And that's why he thinks he's being haunted. Yeah. No, he's fucking psycho. If I'm dead to you, why are you at the wake? Yeah, okay. Anyway, my anyway, name. Anyway. anyway, listen, really thinking back, like how did we ever trust enough to read Twilight, like the whole series all the way through as it came out? Because if fucking if Stephanie thinks Romeo and Juliet is romantic, she might very well have yeah. betrayed us. Well, we didn't. By the time we read Twilight, Breaking Dawn was already out. Oh, okay. But yes. we didn't know the ending. Like, I didn't spoil it for myself. I think it's because at that point, I hadn't yet experienced my seminal Gone with yeah. the Wind betrayal. <laughs> That's I didn't have trust issues yet. I had. I read all that. I read Wuthering Heights. I read Gone with the Wind. I read Twilight. I read Jane Eyre for the first time. All of that was in the sixth grade. It was a real big like literary moment for me, the sixth grade. Like that's mm-hmm. when I read all of those fuckers. But I knew that the Breaking Dawn was going to have a happy ending because Rachel and I went to this summer camp. My counselor that year, the summer before sixth grade, it was my last my last year. She was a big Twilight fan. And I remember like sitting at like in the mess hall with her and she was like, oh, my God, Breaking Dawn comes out this week. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I can't wait to read it. Like, I'm so excited. Like, uh and I was like, what is this Breaking Dawn? And I just like told it totally like left my mind until like a few months later, my friend Rachel in the sixth grade was like, you have to read this book series. (laughs) I picked up. Anyway, I don't even remember how we got. Um, so Bella Twilight does have a happily ever after in case you were concerned (laughs) I mean depending on your perspective but yeah well okay if you're in the the world of the book it's a happily ever after in real life it's debatable yes well first of all I want to I want to know who's Heathcliff is it Jacob or Edward (laughs) because Edward's the one she marries you know Edward Edgar Edward Edgar just saying I don't know I don't know Jacob is like the one who 
But yeah, I don't, I mean, obviously, I think we're, I think we're, Edward compares himself to Heathcliff multiple times, but like it doesn't really make sense in the world. Anyway, Bella's like, oh, well, now that I'm not grounded, like I want to go see Jacob. And this is when Edward starts being like, the fuck no, like it's too dangerous for wolves. He, like, he's, he's just so manipulative for like the entire He takes, like, he like breaks her car so she can't drive. Oh my God. And he like, well, he like tries to distract her. He's like, oh, it's your bad luck. He's like, we thought the werewolves were gone. Of course, like your bad luck turned them like started the werewolf gene again and Bella's like wait like it's the fucking vampires and Edward's like wow what an interesting theory like we never thought of that that's like one of those things that like we didn't you know I didn't realize like wasn't common knowledge until Eclipse yeah I thought everybody knew that (laughs) yeah like insanity (laughs) although like technically I mean this is jumping ahead but like the first werewolves were not triggered by vampires like that's not how they started so well I mean yeah well yeah they talk about the legends and Edward's basically like, you're too important to me. Like, I can't imagine risking, like, losing you. That's why you can't go. And this is, like, billed as, like, romantic or whatever. But, like, just it's because, like, that's, fucked. yeah, like, <laughs> you don't get to use someone's, like, safety as you deem it to, like, control them. No. Like, that's not, like, what? Red, big old, big old red flag. It's not even a flag anymore. It's, like, a big old red tent. Like, <laughs> it's, like, a rocket. But red. It's one of those planes at the beach with a red, like, red banner. <laughs> yeah. And this it. is also when the dog slurs happen. So this whole book, like, oh, yeah. they're constantly calling the werewolves dogs and, like, mutts and, like, you know, all of that shit, like, animal things. And, like, Bella's, like, I was used to Jacob and his slurs, bloodsucker, leech, parasite, but like it sounded different from Edward. And I just feel like it's, I can't like verbalize it as well as like the many TikTok <laughs> accounts that yeah. I follow. That. But this is like just on the theme of like, I don't know, just like dehumanizing. The fact that the like the indigenous like, characters yeah. are animals. It's, yeah, not great. It, and they're, like, framed as, like, they can't control themselves and, like, all of that. And, like, to an extent, like, in-universe, like, yes, they can't control them. They, like, have problems in the beginning control. But even that is, like, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, why are the only brown characters right, <laughs> the ones who are constantly compared to animals mm-hmm. and, like, called dog slurs and yeah it's stephanie and anyway if you would like to ameliorate that we will link below as always to the quileute move to higher ground fund which helps the quileute the real quileute tribe which did not benefit in any way from the twilight saga and only had their culture exploited for it (laughs) it helps them move things like their schools the retirement center the tribal like office and official buildings help them move out of the tsunami zone that they are currently in and just to emphasize again if a tsunami were to hit that part of the pacific northwest the way that the roads and the system is set up it would be impossible for them to evacuate in time so basically like all the kids at school like everyone would be wiped out so make sure to donate to them that'll be linked below Nice. So yeah, so Bella's talking about she has that whole interaction with Charlie. She's talking, she's thinking about her human friends at school, and she's like, uh, like, who am I going to be able to hang out with? And she's talking about how they they're split into two groups, which she quote I call good and evil. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, she's us and, and them. Like, the evil ones are are like Jessica and Lauren, yeah. and like the good ones are like Angela, and it's just so like. Like Bella, this is you're so far. <laughs> no, it's basically like the three people who forgave her, like without any apology, and those who didn't. Yeah, like, it's once again, it's like wow, I can't believe Jessica's still mad, even though I I didn't make any effort 
to apologize or make amends. And yeah, I really like don't I care didn't about her. Che- I checked out All for I do months is at a time. <laughs> I also like approached random like biker men and like yes. preacher, you know, like yeah. But- she, like Jessica already did forgive her. You know what I mean? Jessica was willing to give her a second chance and right. then fucked her over again. Yeah. Bella, I think you're in the evil category, actually. <laughs> just all by yourself, you're in the Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just wanna recommend um there's a great, really funny TikTok account. This girl, it's basically like if Bella Swan was like other girls, which Bella is like other girls, but if Bella like accepted that she was like other girls. Yeah. And I wrote down the username this time. It's at Jack Frost is real. Jack J A C. I'll link that I'll link it below. Some yeah. some great skits. Yeah. Hilarious. But yeah, so so there's still so there's still the house. Edward appears. He's only allowed to be there from like eight to ten thirty or whatever, because like Bella's grounded, but like she's not grounded anymore, but she is quick to point out. But this weirdo greets her by sniffing her wrist. Oh my god. No hug, not a kiss, not even a handshake. He picks up her wrist and he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. So when when Edward comes in, Bella's like, his touch brought with it the strangest sense of relief as if I've been in pain and that pain had suddenly ceased. And like later on in the book, like it's going to like Edward's going to be compared to like she's like a drug. He's like a drug for her. Like she's a drug addict. Well, I mean, we've already established the drug metaphor. Yes. yes, Sure, sure. But I'm going to say this is like a second, like the same username, the Bella Swan, like other girls girl. She made a video about like how this she was like, yeah, I always like thought it was like obvious. Like it's like I don't apparently there's like a I don't I never didn't read a lot of fanfic at this time, but like there's like a soulmate thing where like it's like once you like come into like close enough proximity with your soulmate, like they are like a drug for you, like you like physically oh like, yeah, soulmate right? They use. Right. And so it's based, I don't know. She's like, Yeah, I thought I just thought that was like the background for Twilight too. And like kind of I don't know, kind of fits. that Stephanie Meyer was using like fanfic trope, like soulmate they use. Yeah. I don't know. No, there's like there's like a lot of there's like soulmate user like you have the first words that you ever hear your soulmate written say. Written on your yeah. Written on yeah, your, your like tattoo. all you know that kind of shit. Sure, and sure. Yeah. Be in black and white until you see your soulmate. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> so Edward comes in and he's being a good little boy and he's making Bella apply to college because he <laughs> wants her to go to college and not become a vampire. Mm-hmm. And do you think? Here's my question for you. Because okay, so it's like what like May. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like the deadlines have Oh my passed. god, yeah. yeah. All colleges. Yeah. And yet Edward is still getting her to apply like not just like to the local community colleges or like colleges that may have like rolling throughout the year like right. acceptances, but like fucking Dartmouth. Like he yep. gets her to apply to Dartmouth and spoiler alert, she gets into Dartmouth. And my question for you Okay, but the reason she gets into Dartmouth is, by the way, because the Cullens donate a shit ton of money because, like, that's how rich people get their kids into college. And so my question for you is, do you think Lori Loughlin, Felicity Huffman, and, like, Carlisle (laughs) have a, like, how to bribe your kids into good school support group? Like, do you think there's, like, a group chat? I thought you were going to say, do you think, like, Lori Loughlin read Twilight and was, like, brain blast? I don't think she needed to read Twilight. I feel like like I'm super rich and I can get my kid into a good school because I'm super rich is like a, a comment. Like that's been around. Well, no. Well, here's the thing is that actually 
Carlisle, it's not the same category as the Lori Lachlan thing because the yeah, whole like, quote unquote pro- yeah the whole po- quote unquote problem with the Lori Lachlan like backdoor college thing. The reason it was a scandal is because it wasn't just it was supposed to be like a discounted way, basically like it was slightly cheaper than just like buying your way in, which is totally okay and like no one has a problem with that. And your kid was on the sports team and like committed fraud as opposed to like donating $2 million and getting your name in a library and getting your kid Right. In. So basically we have a problem with paying a million dollars but not $2 million, basically. <laughs> it's like the yeah. issue. We're like we have a problem paying 100000 but not $2 million. Maybe like Carla is like the leader and then when they were like trying to do this back doorway, he's like, oh, I don't associate with poors. Yeah. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you guys are just right. aren't rich enough for me. Okay. Goodbye. Definitely <laughs> did have – yeah. Bella just got into the University of Alaska or whatever and Edward's like oh I got into the University of Alaska as well <laughs> and then he's like the wolves in Alaska are delicious and then being like oh, the idea is so offensive to you like we don't have to eat the wolves and I'm like Edward <laughs> you're talking about eating her friend <laughs> well yeah but like there's, no there's I mean they're not but it's still like and then, Edward. and then like a second later like Edward's like oh well we can go wherever you want like we can go to the north like like Bella's like worried like she's like my worried that she's gonna want to eat people when she's a vampire and first of all she's like my knowledge of those first few years is sketchy Edward had never gone into detail and I'm like okay why not like why didn't you go into graphic detail like don't you want to dissuade <laughs> her like it's not like she's gonna be like yes I can't wait to murder people to like eat people yeah and Edward's like don't worry like we'll go to the North Pole if we have to we'll go We'll eat polar bears. And I'm like, you know, I would think that that was a joke that you're going to like eat endangered polar bears, except that like you already eat the grizzlies. Like (laughs) you already eat the endangered grizzlies. So like what? And then like later on in this book, they're going to be like, we're going hunting on a preserve in California that has a mountain lion problem. As if there's anywhere in California where mountain lions could be anywhere close to overpopulated. (laughs) Like what? No. I mean, like he's joking about eating the wolves. Meanwhile, (laughs) there's like a very, very minor like reference to later on to saving the Olympic wolf. And I'm like, is it because of the Cullens? Of the <laughs> yeah, no. Like, which is it? Like, what? Is it a joke or not? Um. <laughs> yeah. And then he also, yeah. And then, and then this is when he breaks Bella's Bella's truck, and um, and he's like, "You wouldn't want to start a war, would you? Because I would cross the treaty line to go after you." And I'm like, "Sir, let's. I know. This would not be if a war was started. It would not be Bella's fault." Right. <laughs> like, the number of absurd threats that are like put on Bella's head in this book, like this, isn't even anywhere close to the worst. I feel like no, no, it's constantly. And the thing is, and she, Bella's constantly like, "Oh, I, like I'm making something out." Of, like it's this is related. Yes, like, it's gaslighting. Like, she's constantly like, "Oh, I'm making something out of nothing." Like I always make something out of nothing. And I'm like, Bella, every time you are convinced you're making something out of nothing it turns out to actually be something really big and you're right every time and like why haven't you made this connection that you're actually right every time you're starting out tomorrow at school boyfriend not just edward literally every single person in her life is gaslighting her every single person there's not a single healthy person in bella's life god yeah Oh, it's primarily Edward, but yeah. Um, so, okay. So finally they're at school the next day and <laughs> Bella is quote nervous to the point of nausea whenever she thinks about the end of the school year because she's going to be turned into a vampire and everyone like sits at the table together. They're all like having lunch and Alice like has her like that's so Raven moment of like, <laughs> yeah, I could see into the future, future. And Bella's like immediately like, oh, some shit went down. I want to ask her like what happened. But like, it's it's so weird. Like I couldn't get a moment alone with Edward the whole rest of the day. Like he was just going out of his way to start conversations. He starts a conversation with Mike Newton of all people yeah. about his like car trouble. And like, 
oh, like, I, I don't know. It's like, it's so odd. Like, it seems I'm deliberate just, I to me. I must just be overreacting. <laughs> right. And also, um, Bella does does see some of her human friends because she's going to address graduation announcements with Angela. Is that a thing that people ever actually did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do people actually send graduation announcements? Oh, oh, oh. I assumed it was like party invitations. No, but I no, remember like I graduation. I don't know if you remember, but I remember back in the day when we actually used to send like Christmas cards and like write thank you. I, I don't even know what we sent Christmas cards. I remember we, our family ever Allison, sent Christmas cards. I remember sitting at the table, like exactly what happens here for hours, like writing out handwritten shit to like everyone in the fucking church directory. It was horrible. I never want to do it again. Oh, wow. Like I, I am I, my I hand really felt, my out hand felt like this shit going down. I here. already have carpal tunnel. <laughs> like I didn't need it earlier. Oh god, it just takes so much time. And like what else? It was like we also had to write something. Oh, I I, mean, I remember having to write thank you notes to like every single person that came to my birthday party like back when you would have oh. like 20, 30 kids at your birthday party. I never did that. Yeah, I mean, it's that's like a polite thing to do, but also like horrible. Like, <laughs> also, like, is it a play that like when you're their children? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just like whatever. Yeah. So uh, Edward gaslights her and is like, "No, Alice just saw Jasper like wanting to eat people. Like, it's it's nothing. Like, nothing to do with you." Yeah, Bella's like, "My imagination was sadly out of control. I'd taken a totally normal afternoon and twisted it until it looked like Edward was going out of his way to keep things from me. I needed therapy." I was like, "He's literally gaslighting. He is. Like, he's literally. <laughs> he, is. <laughs> he is going out of his way to keep things from you, Bella. No, don't push that." Feeling aside, you do need therapy, Bella, but you need therapy to learn that you are in an abusive relationship. Oh my god. Uh... Yeah, so they're they're at her house, and I I would just like to say that I really appreciate how much Stephanie is constantly roasting Bella's computer. Like she describes like Bella turns on her computer and Stephanie describes it as wheezing awake. You're just not giving this poor computer like a break, like ah, constantly with the roasting. And then she's like answering an email from Renee. And Bella at one point is like, oh, you have to let them live their own life. Bella says about her mother. Yeah, she's she literally. (laughs) It's just you're just a hit over the head with this. Like I have no idea how I ever read this and wasn't like what the fuck. Like she's well, because that's the thing is like when you're a kid and you read about like other kids being like quote unquote like getting to be adults and responsible. You're like oh that's so cool, but like what she's like I was a little frustrated that Phil let her go skydiving. I would have taken better care of her. Quote I'd spent most of my life taking care of Renee. End quote. You have to let them no. go their own way eventually. Oh and I was like, is this – I literally – but, like, again, though, like, maybe we aren't giving Stephanie enough credit. Like, maybe this was intentional to make us not feel bad when Bella never sees Renee again at the end maybe. of this. You know what I mean? I mean? Because, like, it's working. It's working. Yeah, fair enough. I Yeah, even when I read the book, I don't think I – I don't think I ever, like, fully processed absolutely how shitty Renee was, like, the first time I read this. But I definitely did not feel bad that Bella never no. had to see her again at, in Breaking Dawn. Well, Bella doesn't <laughs> I was even like, go to ah, see whatever. her, like, when she has the choice to. Like, she never – she hasn't well, seen her. Like yeah. now. Like, Bella's, like, still talking about Renee, and she's, like, I'd always been, like, the thoughtful one, the cautious one, like – and I, like, don't want to make a life-altering mistake of, like, becoming a band, like, the way that Renee did. And, like, it just made – like, I feel like that's the real reason that Bella is so, like, quote-unquote selfless and, like, ready. You know what I mean? Versus, like, a Rosalie who we're not supposed to like and who's, like, quote-unquote selfish or whatever, like, actually, like, cares, you know. Cares and I feel herself. like it's just because, like, Rosalie <laughs> had loving parents and Bella didn't. Like, that's what – like, Bella yeah. just never got to make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, she's never – yeah. 
yeah, Bella doesn't give a shit about going to see Renee, and Edward is being a sneaky little bitch, and he whips out those those plane tickets, those you can fly anywhere in the world plane tickets that Carlisle yeah. and Esme got Bella <laughs> for her birthday, and he's like, these are about to expire, and I'm like, what? Plane tickets expire in nine months. It's been nine months. Oh, yeah, it makes no sense. Well, he's just, I was he's like, why? He's just full of shit. No, he's full of shit. But I was like, mm, Edward. It's not even a <laughs> I good think the lie. the plane tickets were specifically to see Renee, but you could use them whenever. And I don't know if that exists. Oh, I maybe. Like- oh, I think that definitely does. I think they're all, they are a little bit more expensive. Yeah. But like you can sense. get like ones with like flexible like. And I would just like never buy the S. I wouldn't know about it. I think because I, I looked it up after I read this book. So I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah. But Edward is like, why don't we go to Florida? This weekend, let's just hop on a plane and fly across the continent to the United States in a weekend during the school year. Won't that be fun? (laughs) No reason. Definitely not because of what Alice's vision really was. Yeah, and he like he leads into this by like finding. Remember in New Moon when Bella claws out the stereo that she got for her birthday with her fingernails because she so doesn't want it. Edward like is like, oh, what's this? And like picks it up from like the dust in the back of her closet, and then he's like, oh, it would hurt their feelings if they saw this. And I'm like, all right, well, good. Maybe they maybe their feelings should be hurt. They shouldn't have gone along with your fucking convoluted scheme. And then he, that's how he leads into the airplane tickets. He's like, oh, well, at least you can use this other gift. Like he's so freaking manipulative. Yeah. But but Bella's like, no, like, I'm not going to see Renee. We can go see her after I graduate. Like, that's dumb. Why would we go right now? Mm-hmm. And then they all go downstairs and Bella's making dinner and sneaky little Edward is like, hey, Charlie, don't you think Bella should visit Renee this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Bella's like, what the fuck, Edward? Like, afterward, after it's all decided, they all, like, push her into agreeing to fly yeah. across the continent United States this weekend. And Bella is like, what the fuck was that? And Edward is like, oh, you've been talking about your mom in your sleep. That's yeah. why. I just care about you. And I'm like, the gaslighting is off right. the charts. He's like, I <laughs> knew you man. were too much of a coward to deal with Charlie, so I entered seated on your behalf and Bella's like something was off about this but I just couldn't put my finger on it or maybe it was just my imagination running wild again like it had this afternoon oh my god as soon as Bella like wins the fight with Charlie because Charlie like you know once he finds out Edward's going he doesn't want her to go she's like naturally as soon as I won the fight I began to feel guilty and I was like yep classic that's and it's like that it's like so many times this happens throughout like it's like constantly yeah one of the only Bella reactions I can like like Bella's in the right but still feels guilty well don't don't you always that always happens every time I win an argument about almost anything, I immediately feel guilty. It depends like, who depends on what with and on what. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about like substantive. Like if we were debating about like should woodpeckers be protected or something, but I I mean like about preferences, I guess. Oh, yeah. also, can I just say that at the end of Renee's email, she literally says, "You haven't said anything about Jacob in a long time," and literally my first thought was like, "Wow." That's unusually observant for Renee. And then the next sentence is like, Charlie was prompting her. I was sure. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, they're such (laughs) terrible parents. Yes. And then after that, Charlie is like, well, my daughter is about to go cross country, even to visit her mom. But she's supposed to go cross country with her teenage boyfriend. Time to give her the sex talk. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm sitting here and I'm like, Bella and Edward haven't even French kissed. Like oh, when they oh. kiss, again, please allow me to emphasize that when they kiss, it's just 
their lips pressing together over and over. There's there's no movement. There's no like cop and a feel. And it lasts for like 30 seconds before Edward gets too hungry and has to like back away. Like it's so like just the irony of Charlie being like, come on, kid, we got to get me the sex talk. And I'm like, Charlie, you don't even understand. Like there has been no entrance in any one of Bella's orifices by any part of Edward. <laughs> Except when he like licked her tear that one time. That's like the most evasive we've gotten. Like, no, but he doesn't lick it. He swipes it with his finger and then it, puts it came from mouth. inside her. So. <laughs> we also sucks her blood. So, you know, we're including that. Yeah. Charlie, like, he's like, ah, oh, keep trying with Jacob. Like, I know you'll do the right thing. You're a good person. And like, Bella rightfully, at least in her head, is like, so it means I'm a bad person if I don't figure it out. Like, all right. And then, like, Charlie, like, continues this lecture and and Bella's like, sure, sure. And then she's like, I almost smiled. The sure, sure was something I picked up from Jacob. And I, like, I said this in our New Moon episode. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I noticed, like, Bella's saying sure, sure, like, she picked up from Jacob. And now I'm wondering, like, did I come to that realization on my own or is this like yet another thing that I remembered from Eclipse but like my brain misfiled like where I learned it and like thought it was like my own observation I have no idea there's it's so possible. many things like that like like fucking so there's like these invasive like bugs in our area called spotted lanternflies and they're like very bad for crops and like when we were growing up and still around here there's also like Japanese beetles which are also like very bad for plants and whatever and like earlier a few months like maybe a month ago I was like Allison like it's kind of like the Japanese beetles are the OG spotted lantern flies. Haha. Ha. And I thought at the time I thought that was like a novel thought I'd had. Like what an original and then, and then, like, <laughs> like observation days, I've made. And then like two days ago on my own snap story <laughs> memories, a snap from exactly a year ago came up and it was like of Japanese beetles being like, are these the original spotted lantern flies? <laughs> At least that one you can be sure it was an original thought. It was just an original thought that you had already to me. had. Yeah. yeah. It was like original to you. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do want to say that I am very annoyed at you for pointing out the sure sure thing because even though this book points it out, I don't think I really would have like internalized it mm-hmm. if like I wasn't already looking out for it because you had pointed out New Moon. Because Jacob says it so much. And it became so irritating for me every time. It was like every other sentence he was like, sure, sure. And I was like, I, you know, when like words start, start to like lose meaning because like you hear them. I was like this, like I hate it was so grating. It was like so upsetting for me. See, I feel like I've been saying sure, sure. And I have no idea if I started with that possibly novel, possibly not novel (laughs) observation or if I've always said it. Like, I don't know. I think I just said it like to you like two minutes ago. (laughs) Sure, sure. I would also just like to interject. I don't know. I forget when we find this out. Bella like hangs out with the Collins at some point. But Edward and Alice play chess Mm. and they play silently. So like they don't move any of the pieces or talk. And it's over in like 15 seconds because they're just like going back and forth, like reading each other's minds and like thinking. Yeah. And seeing the future. (laughs) And yeah. How does that work? How far in advance do they see our vampires? We know that vampires are like smarter and have like more computing power in their brain, but like it's literally impossible to like think more than a certain number of chess moves ahead of time. So are they like locking in each move as they go or are they thinking through the whole game from all possible permutations? Yeah. Like what's the deal here? 
I don't know. Yeah, because Edward's reading Alice's mind and then Alice is seeing the future of Edward's decisions. Mm-hmm. And Edward reason, somehow wins. I don't know. I feel like Alice should always win. <laughs> right. Well, maybe, I don't know. Well, chess isn't, I don't know. For some reason, I believe that Stephanie Meyer like knows how to play chess. Unlike she JK does Rowling. include it quite frequently. Right, right. As something that so, they play, like casually yeah. in the background. So she, yeah. I feel like she would have thought through this. So I don't know. I'm not going to You think Stephanie watched, watched Queen's Gambit? Yeah. Probably. You think she enjoyed it? Or do you think it was like too scandalous for her? Scandalous. There's a lot of like drugs and premarital sex in that in that show. Queen's Gambit is a Netflix show with Anya Taylor Joy about she's like a tortured I think genius. Stephanie loves her some drugs and premarital sex in fictional form. Well, I thought we said like she doesn't read the smutty romance. I don't know. I forget what we said. I was gonna re-listen to all of our twilight episodes and our new moon episodes before we recorded this but they're so long <laughs> and there's so many of them and even at two times speed like it would take hours I and i just had to have read some like 80s like because and you don't oh. get that like i don't even know like that's that true type of hero i mean their dynamic smut. is kind of like very oh, almost yeah. like 80s romance in exactly. terms of like this is a very abusive relationship <laughs> yep yep so this is when he disconnects her truck. She literally – he leaves her for like an hour and she runs out to her truck and she's like, I ran like a fugitive, okay? A fugitive in her own fucking house to her own fucking <laughs> truck, okay? She gets there. The car's not turning on. And then I picture like she's like slowly turning her head to the right like in a horror movie <laughs> and Edward's just sitting there silently, creepily, does not talk. When he finally starts to talk, he starts monologuing. He's like, do you have any idea? how worried alice saw you like just complete your future disappeared was literally so disloyal alice sucks as a friend to bella like i alice Alice is very much on the like i hate the werewolves train sure but she's also on the let me snitch on bella and i don't fucking care anything like what bella wants train yeah anyway anyway off they go to florida whoosh and and don't worry guys it's not just Edward doing the gaslighting here. This time, Bella, the student, has become the master. Yes. And she gaslights Renee, which frankly, I can't say Renee doesn't deserve it. But she gaslights Renee because Renee, even even Renee, even literally the most selfish and blissfully unaware person on the planet, Renee, is like, hey, Bella, maybe you should cool it with your obsessed boyfriend like maybe you should take a little distance like you guys are really weird with each other and Bella's like oh mom you're just making a mountain out of a molehill like you're so silly huh imagining things have you been reading your mysteries again or is it the sci-fi you should stick to romance like and she feels guilty about it she's like wow like she's so quickly like caves to my trivializing especially because she's dead right and I'm like yeah well you should be pained because Edward's doing it to you it's also so weird, like the way that Renee describes it. She's like, you orient yourself around Edward, like without even thinking about it. When he moves even a little bit, it's like you're a satellite or something. And I'm like, what? that's such a weird, like, why is that the way their dynamic is? Like, so why isn't it? It's not like mutual. It's not like, and that's how Bella describes it in like New Moon too, right? Like her moon or whatever. And, yeah. Be- and Edward too. Edward in any situation. Again, this is, we said this before. In all the like metaphors or whatever, Bella is the orbiting object, and Edward is the yeah. center. Yeah. And Edward has the gall to be like. To literally not believe that Bella is capable of feeling as strongly for him as yeah. he is for her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Renee tries to give her the sex talk too. And I just would like to point out that Bella has a thought about how she specifically gave Renee the sex talk 10 years ago 
which means that no, she, she was constantly eight years old. Gives her this, yeah. Like she's been giving her for Renee the sex talk for the last 10 years. So starting at eight years old, Bella was giving her own no, mother no, the sex no. talk. No, no, no. I thought she said that her mom gave her, she's like, Renee beat her mom, to the punch 10 years ago. Yes. And she's she like, I've been. She says that to Charlie. Yeah. But she also says in this scene later, like in this scene now, she has the thought that she's been giving Renee the sex talk for 10 years. What, again, I would like to emphasize that Bella is 18 years old. Mm. What the fuck? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, okay. Anyway, they get back to Forks somehow. And Bella has some like frantic voice messages or not even voice. They don't even have a voicemail machine. Like This is just Charlie. I don't know. It's 2008. Like, what are you people doing? I don't know. I guess Charlie just answers the phone every time. Like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) So anyway, Jacob has been trying to get in contact with Bella. Bella calls him back. And he's basically like, where were you? Like, are you going to school tomorrow? And Bella's like, oh, he must have thought I was being turned into a vampire. And I was like, why wouldn't your immediate thought be that he just, like, wants to talk to you at school tomorrow? Like, what? Which is the truth. Because he's like, being weird. Because she picks up the phone and she's like, hello. And he's like being really weird. So it's clear that this isn't just like a friendly mm-hmm. call. Like he's being suspicious. But yeah, they show up at school. And I was just going to say that like continually throughout this series, we keep getting these references to um, quote Edward being relaxed and joking. But like we never actually get to see it. It's always like Edward was relaxed and joking. Yeah. But the beginning of the scene, something happens that turns him into a moody bitch. Right. And I'm like, I don't know whether I believe that Edward's ever relaxed and no. joking. <laughs> because they roll up. He's a- allegedly relaxed and joking in the car. And they roll up at school. And guess who's at school to turn Edward into a moody bitch? And Edward's first like words out of his mouth are like, would you stay in the car if I asked you to, Bella? Like, he's not even going to let her, like, talk to him on, like, neutral ground or whatever. And Bella's like, no. Fuck no. So they roll up. And I'm just picturing, like, I don't know, just the way it's described. as It's as if, like, Jacob is, like, the head honcho of some, like, biker gang, which apparently, like, are real things. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And like, just, like, riding, like, a flaming, like, I'm just picturing, like, for some reason, like, there's flames. Like, he's, like, he's basically Ares, like, the Greek god of war, right? Like, in the yeah. middle of this, like, I don't know. And he's just like, you know, whatever, rolled up. He's like got his motorcycle. He rolls up. (laughs) And this whole, this like just begins, like this whole book. If you want to know the plot of Eclipse, the plot of Eclipse is actually not Victoria trying to kill Bella. The plot of Eclipse is Edward and Jacob are in a constant dick measuring contest and like horny Bella's in the background like ooh do it again <laughs> that's the plot of Eclipse <laughs> anyway Jacob doesn't show up because he wants to talk to his friend he shows up to lecture them all and he basically references like some shit that went down over the weekend which again Bella didn't even need this much detail to get her, like, you know, intuition, as it were. But this, like, confirms that she was totally right. Yeah. Basically, Edward, yeah, Victoria showed up. Both the wolves and the vampires were chasing her. Emmett and Paul almost had, like, a little tussle and Victoria got away. But, like, that's Mm -hmm. what Alice saw Victoria come. And so that's why Edward, like, Mm -hmm. got her out of the state. And Edward explains all of this to Bella in class, like, five minutes later. It, he, he, quote, wrote an entire paragraph in his own personal calligraphy, end quote, 
And can I just ask, like, what is personal calligraphy if not just like that's what the rest of us call a person's <laughs> handwriting, Stephanie? Like, what? Like, okay, my personal calligraphy. Like, like, it's I think nice it's handwriting. To be like, it's like really, it's like a what really makes fancy something, script. What makes something calligraphy, like, inherently, like, versus just writing in cursive? I know there's a difference. I just Let don't know me what look it is. It up. Calli- calligraphy, it's a visual art. Oh, so there's like a visual component to it. What? That's what handwriting is. <laughs> That's what writing. No, what? but I'm saying like like you aren't just writing; you're creating art with the words. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> and Bella's like staring at the page, and she's like, oh, "All of them had to be in on it." Like Rosalie, Carlisle, Esme. I'm like, well, "Isn't that the story of your entire relationship with the Collins, Bella? Yeah, like, like they're all what? they will they will drop it. they will like drop drop you at the drop what they'll take fucking opposite side from you yeah at the drop of a hat like they will not even think twice they have no qualms about keeping you out of the loop but jacob like the standoff continues this is like before like before jacob left like first of all he thought of how sad bella was when edward was gone in order to torture edward which like fucked up but also like that's deserved. pretty that's like creative jacob like that's yeah. a pretty creative thought like well done and jacob is like to bella he's like don't worry i still have your motorcycle why don't you come hang out and we can ride them and i'm like the audacity of him to bring up the motorcycles when he narked on her like are you fucking and kidding me like, if i hadn't begged on jake's behalf charlie would have thrown away the motorcycle which just like so charlie so charlie's gonna ground his 18 year old daughter for riding a motorcycle, but he will happily return the same said motorcycle to the 16-year-old child who, like, Built told them. him about it. Like, what? And yeah. this is just, like, I think something that we need to remember in this entire book and series is that Jacob is a child. Like, Jacob is 16. Everyone, they're all children. But Jacob is a literal 16-year-old. Like, he's a baby. And this is – I feel like this is just – I don't know. I can't, like – verbalize like why it, it just it's it's somehow along the lines of like the dehumanizing like the dogs and like painting them as super reckless it's like wanting us to think of jacob as like this big adult who like needs as, like to be on the same judged. level as edward right right when he's not he's just not he's only been on this earth for 16 years edward for 110 yes. bella at least for 18 you know like it's not much better, but yeah. it's like at least Bella can vote. <laughs> at least Bella gets to graduate high school. Jacob doesn't even get that much. Like he's yeah. literally and and we find like Jacob is. We, this is another thing we haven't found out yet. Like we don't find out until Eclipse. But apparently Jacob is like physically twenty five. Like you physically mature when you go through the werewolf thing. But like, does that include your brain? Like, is your frontal lobe or whatever? Like, is that fully formed? Not, I don't think like, so. I don't know. He's, I feel yeah. like his mind is very much a child, and it's just not fair. I feel like he's so much. I just feel like even if you're, not- even if you're my, even if your frontal lobe is developed, so like right, you don't have like, which it's not because they don't have the impulse control. Like being a werewolf is very much like they have poor impulse control, so it's definitely not the frontal lobe developed. But even if it was, even if your brain is fully developed, like part of like maturity is having experience right Right. like even if you have this uh, like a 16 year old and 25 year old have the same brain like they're still going to be vastly different the same way that like yes my brain is fully developed but someone who's like twice my age is going to have a lot more experience right than than not me yeah so it's just like insane to be holding jacob to this standard and like everyone does it like this whole just the way that this the the story, the way Jacob thinks, the way Bella eventually, the way like Charlie, everyone. It's weird that Stephanie does this because she does – like I – again, going back to the FAQ that I read on her website for this book, 
she is very much like Jacob. Like you have to remember that like Jacob is like a child. Like so some of the things that Jacobs do like are isn't that great. But like he is a 16 year old and like he's thinking like a 16 year old. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie definitely was writing this book with like, yes, Jacob is a child. But like that's just that's not how the it comes across on the page. And and I know that it is a thing with like um with like adults reading YA a lot of times like adults reading YA will be like oh these characters are such assholes like, they're so selfish they're so reckless like all of this it and everyone's like yeah they're they're fucking children like you have to like right. recognize that like these are literal children like you're reading right. a book written for children but I don't think that that is this situation no because the book it's doesn't the treat opposite. Jacob as a child right it's almost the opposite it's like the book is holding him to this like higher standard that's like not yeah it doesn't make sense no it's just fucked the poor the whole thing is it's just a tragedy jacob's whole life has been tragic like he lost his mom yeah at nine and i'm pretty sure also in i don't know if it's in the FAQs, it's somewhere stephanie meyer has said like oh well it didn't really affect him that much because <laughs> he was only nine it affected his older sisters more but like yeah. didn't really affect but jacob. then he has to like, take care of billy because billy's in an right. accident right like yeah and his you sisters, know. they leave home, like, yeah. Jacob has had a fucked up life, for sure. That doesn't excuse all the fucked up shit that he does, but he no. definitely has had a fucked up life. So, yeah. So, everyone thinks, like, Jacob and Edward are about to fight or whatever, but, like, the principal <laughs> shows up. And, of course, like, the principal is like, oh, little white boy Edward with the good grades. Like, you must right. not be causing any of the trouble. But this this indigenous man, clearly, who is very tall and with a motorbike, is clearly the one causing the fight. Right. And I was like... Oh, the racism is so strong in this yeah. scene. I mean, although, frankly, it is probably very realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, like, what yeah. would actually happen. Well, so later on, like, Bella in math class, like, overhears, like, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Great. you and Tyler, Ben, and Austin, like, basically Someone. placing bets on, like, who would win. <laughs> and, like, I appreciate Mike has, like, definitely chosen, like, the lesser of two evils like despite like his only encounter with Jacob being like the last year when Mike like puked in a bucket I guess like Jacob allowing him to ride home in his car was a strike in his favor because even though Mike and Jacob were very much like balls to the wall like you know dick measuring Antagonist. at that point Mike is completely he's told he's like Jacob would take him down like gleefully rubbing <laughs> his hands like <laughs> And I really like I want like a spinoff yeah. short story just about like this illicit like betting pool that like this yeah. group of boys has yes. because I guarantee you it's not yeah. just about Liz. I feel like they're constantly betting about they're like oh, yeah. I bet like the gym teacher and the English teacher are kind of fuck like what yes. do you think? Like, here's when they start dating. Yes. Like, he's definitely been running this underground <laughs> gambling yes. ring since freshman year people say boys don't gossip like okay yeah austin and mike are team jacob ben and tyler are team edward but also what i would like to know speaking of gossip mike is like in making his case for jacob he's like have you guys been down to the push recently lauren and i went there a couple weeks ago and jacob's friends are all just as big as he is lauren and i went down there so mike went from bella to jessica to lauren to by the end of this book back with jessica as something's going down player. those frosted yeah. pips are insane <laughs> they're really is he, they're just, the lady or is he just like i need a girlfriend it doesn't really matter he who, needs like, a girlfriend and he is one of like 10 boys right <laughs> so like and ben and edward are already off the table so like who's, yeah. who's it gonna be eric the chess yeah. club type oh, no or, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's wrong um, with chess club wait a second no, 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 no. Edward's allowed i know to play chess. i know i know i'm saying from stephanie's perspective if edward and yeah. alice are allowed to play chess club it's just yet another example of like 
I think it was just like the shorthand. Like, you know, when someone says like a chess club type, like, you know what that means. You know, you know, like it's a, yeah. I don't think that was Stephanie dunking on chess. Maybe she wrote that and then she was like, huh, I don't actually know how to play chess. And then she learned chess and like this mm-hmm. whole book series was her like slowly how becoming a grandmaster. Yeah. Grandmaster, I mean, I Grandmaster Meyer. Yeah. Master, yeah. Yeah, to like secretly be a chess grandmaster. She's actually like squaring off against some like Russian guy as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> she was in that Budapest swimming pool. The, yeah. the, the bathing house. Apparently in Budapest, there's these like bathhouses, like which are it's just look like big outdoor swimming pools, but they have chess, Whatever, like built in chess tables and like old men. You know, you know how old yeah, men play chess there. in the park? It's like great. They play it in the bathhouses. Yeah. Tell us your like neighborhood chess stories. I feel like chess is like one of those like they yeah, like everyone has a chess like, story. Connection. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> when Edward has like told Bella like what went down this weekend finally and Bella's like, what well, like what you that was a big overreaction. Like, why did you whisk me away? And she's like, what if, what if like the plane, he's like, Edward, Edward makes a joke. He's like, with your luck, the plane would have gone down if you went alone. And Bella's like, what the fuck would you have done to save me? Like if the plane <laughs> went down and you were on it and Edward's like fully serious, like dead. He's like, wait until we we're close enough to the ground and jump. Then I grab you and we stumble around like the two luckiest survivors <laughs> in history. And I would just like to ask like, what would that even do grabbing her? Because, okay. Here's the thing. It's a little morbid. But if you are in a plane crash, it does actually increase your odds. Like if you're able to somehow position it so that you land on top of another person, that or is on helpful. the seat. If you yes. like land in or your both, seat. ideally, that is helpful. However, that's assuming like a squishy person, human, not a marble rock. Okay. A. <laughs> B. That him grabbing you is not going to slow down. You're still going to be at terminal velocity. Like you will be going <laughs> 120 to 180 miles per hour, no matter what. Unless Edward has, unless Edward's secretly a Lasta girl and can turn into a fucking parachute. <laughs> like, what can he do? <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. It's like the classic like person falling from great height and like is stopped at the last second before hitting the ground. Like that, you'd be just as dead as if you hit no. the ground. It's like there's no. no. Anyway, so Bella like basically is like, "What the fuck, Alice? Like, why didn't you tell me?" And Alice is like, "Huh." Bella goes home and we get a really just a really chef's kiss metaphor about the Edward Jacob dynamic in which Bella is stress rearranging magnets and there are these two magnets that you know you know you I'm assuming you all know how magnets work like if you try to put the two sides like they will they will push apart like you can't put two sides of the same polarity together and she like holds the magnets together <laughs> and she's like why can't they just play nice and i was yeah. like oh it's like long extended well, she's like lining all she's like a, she's like lining up all the magnets on the fridge in a perfect line and she's like oh maybe i'm developing ocd i'm like Wait, that's not what ocd is maybe you're autistic bella you remember <laughs> our previous theory because that is stacking and like lining things up mm-hmm. that is that yeah anyway and then she's like, yeah, when she's like mad that the magnets won't like line up and she's like, for some reason, impending mania perhaps, this really irritated me. She's like, I could just flip it over, but that felt like defeat. And I was like, Bella. <laughs> it's just like back to the whole like, oh, maybe I need therapy. Like, isn't bad. I don't know. Oh it's just God. insanity. So Bella goes to work and like Mrs. Newton is like, oh, this is awkward. Like, you need to go home. We don't need you. 
blah, blah. But can you take these flyers out and throw them out on your way out? Thanks. Like, are you getting paid for this, Bella? So the flyers are to save the Olympic wolf. And Bella sees it and she's like, oh my God, wolves, Jacob. And then she makes a spur of the moment decision and drives off to La Push. And it's a good thing that Edward is gone this weekend. And also Bella or Alice, like, is too far away to, like, be able to stop Bella before she gets the I, I don't think we've ever actually gone into a deep dive on this on the podcast, but, like, we have calculated, like, the vampires in order to blur. Like, so okay, you, okay, Bella okay. Constantly wait, 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 wait. So can I just say, can I just say, I'm so glad you brought this up because I, ha- I did listen to Twilight Part 1 in which we make the promise of talking about whether vampires can travel at the speed of light within the context of Tyler's van, but then we don't talk about it when we get to Tyler's van. And I was like, no, like we have to have this whole discussion. So let's have this discussion now. Right, here's the <laughs> in the simplest possible terms. Bella is constantly saying that the vampires move too fast for her to see, right? We get it with Tyler's van. We get it just like random offhand comments yes, of like Edward, like not acting human. Okay. That implies that they're moving faster than the speed of light, right? Yes. It's literally yes. the implication. Okay. So yes. we have that. So they're moving faster than what is it? Like 3.87 times 10 to the what the fuck? Well, like, I don't fucking know. Whatever the speed anyway, of light is. Anyway, C. Whatever. <laughs> However, at the same time, we know that it takes at look, so if you're moving at the speed of light to get from Washington, for example, to Alaska, that's gonna take you a fraction a of millisecond. a fraction, a fraction of a second. Yeah. Right. However, we know like from the outtakes and stuff and like from so many other things, like it takes Edward you know, hours to run. Like, like a few not, hours. Right. And we also know that like, obviously it's faster to travel by car, like to, when they go to Phoenix. So there's just all these things that they like, I, I, it, it doesn't make, it doesn't add up is what I'm saying. Maybe they can travel faster at the speed of light for like short bursts, but not sustained. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense because like they don't breathe. <laughs> they don't have any like organic functions. <laughs> like there shouldn't be any like diminishing return. They don't get tired. No, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, okay. Well, maybe, 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 maybe. So right, they're stone. Right, they don't have any inorganic material. Like they're basically stone. So maybe it's the friction. They're also we know their weakness is fire. So mm-hmm. maybe they can't maintain it for long periods of time because the friction that builds up could cause them to spontaneously combust. <laughs> good one <laughs> like Maybe. i think i think i really i'm glad that we talked this through because i hadn't thought about it before i think we finally figured it out they can only <laughs> do it for short periods of time they can't run that fast long term or they will explode into flames or maybe they're not actually moving faster than the speed light on the reg. Maybe the gaslighting is not gaslighting. Maybe Bella really is just exceptionally unobservant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Bella just has like really bad eyesight and so everything is blurry to her. And so she's like, yeah, the colors are blurry. <laughs> it's just, no. it's, she has like undiagnosed astigmatism. She's just- <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, Bella makes it over the boundary line. Not faster than the speed of light. But fast enough, apparently, even though like out only going like 50 miles per hour. Yeah, she rocks up to Billy and Jacob's house and like they're so happy to see her, like whatever. And then Jacob and Bella go for like a traditional nice little walk on the beach. Yeah. And Bella's like, before they have the conversation, Bella's like, I'm a different person when I'm with Jacob. And I'm like, yeah, but like not in a normal way where like everyone's a different person depending on like their relationship but like in an abusive way Bella like I need you you're so close you're teetering on the edge yeah well but again it goes back to the whole like and I don't really feel it as much in this book but like especially in New Moon like New Moon really 
it's accurate that the movie would be like a sepia versus where the first one's in a blue. Cause you really feel like when Edward comes back in the book, it's like, it's back to the blue, like back to the, like, yeah, back to the heads, cold. cold. Yeah. Versus like happy, sunny. I don't know. But now, unfortunately, Jacob has been plunged into ice water and his yeah. scenes are all cold too. Cause he's like a dick. But Bella definitely is like less tense around him still. I don't know. Yeah. How to describe it. Like, Which is like less... wild because of the number of times he crosses her boundaries. Oh my God. And like she never like stops getting Maybe she never starts getting tense around him. So open about it. So she doesn't have to like worry whereas with Edward it's like mind games and manipulation. Just like nonstop. I don't know. I don't know. Um but Bella's like, I know I can get the full story about this weekend from Jacob. Like he'll tell me more than Edward would. He's not afraid of scaring me. And that just made me realize I spent the first you know, how far into the book is this? Like, at least a third. Like, just railing in my notes about, like, gaslight. Edward sucks. He's gaslighting. But at this point, I had the brain blast. And I was like, you know what? Wait a second. If it were me, I actually don't think I would have been mad. Like, I think I would have been happy that Edward was, like, trying not to, like, scare me with this. Because I personally, like, Bella, a little bit in New Moon. Like, she's, like, out of her mind with worry about Victoria. And then she's, like, not so much here. But, like, for me, like, I would just be, like, constant. I would not be able to sleep for, like, this entire time. Yeah. Like, I'd be, like, waiting for her to walk in my – like, I would not want to know. But the difference is <laughs> that I wouldn't want to know. But Bella does want to know. <laughs> so, like <laughs> – Listen, to be fair, though, this isn't just you. Because in text, when Edward tells Bella, she, like, is on the verge of a panic attack. Like, she's right. about to faint. Like, she – she freaks out. Like, she is genuinely yeah. scared to her core. So, like, she's like, oh, Jacob wasn't afraid of scaring me. And I'm like, okay, like, Edward still should have told you. But, like, to be fair to Edward, like, you did have a very horrible, like, negative reaction. Right. But she'd rather have that, I guess. This. Whereas with me, it's, like, yeah, they could like, actually keep the secret. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, he's not afraid of scary. Being like, Jacob wasn't afraid of scaring me implies that Bella's not going to get scared, which is not right. what happens. <laughs> like, Bella, right. like literally almost like has a fucking stroke when she finds out so like right. yeah <laughs> edward's not totally coming out of left field here so right after this like we get the story and basically jacob's like why like you need someone like human and bella's like i guess i'm stuck with mike newton after all like i'm i was too mad to feel guilty yet once again listen listen and bella's right <laughs> She's like, dude, you're not human too. Like, if if this is really gonna be your argument that I should be with someone like safe and normal, like it shouldn't, it's not gonna be you either. Bella is like constantly standing up for herself and then feeling guilty about it immediately. I like relate oh, yeah. to that. Which is very so I mean, yeah. I relate to that a lot. Yeah. She she also she's like she calls like Jacob out a lot for being like hypocritical about his dislike, his like prejudice against like the Cullens, because like again, like the werewolves are like quote unquote monsters too. But she always her defense of the Cullens is always like, they're the nicest people ever. And for some reason, I'm like, Bella, I just feel like there are so many other ways that you could do this argument in which I would be on your side. But like this is not the approach. No. And like show, don't tell. Like I yeah, there's we're constantly being told that they're like so great and like caring. It's it's like we're no like sometimes Esme gives her a hug and like that's really the sometimes Esme Esme got the good Italian food. Right. Like that is yeah, top notch. And gets the mushroom rav. But like other than that, like really no evidence. Honestly, that would work on me. Like Oh yeah, if I if they fed me mushroom rav every time, I would be like one hundred percent on their side. Like yeah, 
every time. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is great. Jacob is also like, oh, I would have been so great if you had just waited for me to go cliff jumping because, like, then, because Alice can't see us, like, she wouldn't have seen that. And then the vampires never would have been back and it would have been wonderful. And Bella is like, first of all, like, Edward was coming back anyway, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, like, no, it wouldn't be wonderful. Like, I'm way happier now. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I just. Jacob is like such a shitty friend for that. And again, like again, he's like a child, but like like he saw what Bella was like mm-hmm. when Edward left. He saw how sad she was. And yes, she like got slightly better while she was with him, but like she he literally would rather her continue be like being like yeah. slightly sad and emotionally scarred and like depressed just so that he can like pressure yeah. her into being with him. Like- Later on, he's like, oh, she would have been happy enough eventually. Like, I had a game plan, which is just, like, on so many levels. Like, he – first of all, he was, like, scheming the entire time. Like, he he was never just, yeah. like – I hate that. And I right. hate God. Yeah. And second of all, like, yeah, he's not he's never even making the argument that she would be, like, at fully, like, happy and, like, fulfilled. Which, it like, would be the be same happy level. Enough. Happy enough for me. Like Yeah. He's like, I would be happy. So, like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> it is a sacrifice. I am willing to make. <laughs> yeah but i forget what triggered this but this whole conversation just really gave me the vibe that like bella is jacob's mom which i guess makes sense because she does eventually become his mother-in-law but like just the way she like thinks about him and how she's like oh like the way she has to manage his feelings i mean she has to manage everybody's feelings but the way she manages jacob's feelings just feels so like maternal to me Like, it's just so – their dynamic is, like, so weird that, like, Jacob is trying to make it sexual. Right, and he's, like, calling her honey on one hand. He's fully your mom. Yeah. She's your mom. (laughs) Yeah. But then, like, Edward's Bella's dad, so, like, who's to say? Daddy. Daddy. (laughs) So, Jacob also gives Bella, like, some of the rundown – they got the werewolf gossip about the werewolf gossip so he talks about how quill has like joined the pack and like quill is frankly the only the one who the only one who has the right reaction quill and eventually seth have the right reaction to becoming a a werewolf no he's he he eventually he's like quill thinks it's the coolest thing ever and then he admits he's like most of them do it was only me and sam who were upset about it and now sam's fine about it yes but quill was excited from the jump yeah. Everybody else like eventually came to be like, actually, no, this is like pretty cool. Like they're not necessarily from the jump excited about it. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. I guess because so, I wrote that down. Yeah, because they were upset yeah. that quote was gonna be. They're yeah, like, I'm upset, but like I had eventually come to recognize this is actually really fucking cool and like yeah. I'm into this. Yeah. Quill is like gung-ho. Quill and eventually Seth Clearwater is gung-ho for it from the front and i'm like finally finally someone with a rational reaction <laughs> no and i think they all would have been f- it's it's literally like it's just because of like the gaslighting like non-sex ed, basically no it's because of the lack of sex ed it's not sex obviously but it's like the lack of like <laughs> the puberty of education <laughs> because i think the reason quill is so excited is because quill was the last one of his friends so he spent like months or weeks or whatever like pining after his friends and like knowing something was up and like maybe expecting something to happen or like hoping for something to happen that would let be with his friends, his friends yeah. and then that thing happened and he was happy right whereas the other kids it's just like i pop into a fucking wolf possibly maul and like disfigure my entire family in the process and like ruin my house maybe like yeah. who's to say you have to run around in the woods for two weeks thinking i'm going insane 
And for no reason, like they could, it could 100% be explained. Yeah. Yeah. We get like Sam's like transformation backstory, how he like turned and he obviously didn't know what was happening. And right. then like he was like, he went missing for like two weeks. And this is when we find out that like him and Leah Clay, Leah clearwater dated and like we're super in love which was a little bit creepy because uh jacob says that they've been dating since um leah was in freshman year so i'm like so sam was like a senior basically i was like ooh, ooh, creepy but obviously like we know stephanie meyer doesn't give a shit about that kind of right. age gap but like i was like i don't like that so the reason it sucks so much for sam was because like his grandfather, quote, his, he was alone. His grandfather died before he was born and his father was never around. So there was no one there to recognize the signs. And I was like, well, 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 if it isn't the patriarchy biting us all in the ass again, <laughs> like it never occurred to anyone to tell a woman. Like if you had just told no. like literally anyone else, it would have there's no reason for this to go down. Because they're also like, oh, there's no way a woman could become a wolf. Meanwhile, Leah Clearwater is like, hold my bag. Like, fuck you all. And then even after Sam goes through this shit, he still doesn't warn the other kids about werewolf human. No, like, that should have been his him. first regime change. Like, no. dictate yeah. number one. Like, we're fucking telling people. He finally, yeah, because he finally turns back into a human. And then, like, how he, like, finds out, like, what happened is because, like, old quill atera like shakes his hand and is like holy shit he's running a fever he's a werewolf and then like him and billy and all the other elders like sit sam down and like tell him the the news and yeah i just why why don't you tell them why don't you tell them like what are they gonna like worse worse comes to worse they don't believe it but at least they have some sort of like actual basis and i mean they do tell them the legends but I feel like it's different as like, oh, yeah, our ancestors could turn into wolves versus like, hey, just letting so you know, you have a wolf gene. I saw my grandfather do it. It may happen to you. Like, and the reason they tell them the legends is like ostensibly so that they'll be prepared and like, you know, stay away from the vampires, whatever. But like that's so – so you want them to believe it, but you don't want to give them a reason to believe it that's sitting right there staring you in the face yeah. running around the woods at 2 a.m. every night. Like what? <laughs> possibly possibly gonna pop into wolf form in school and maul you to death like yeah what it doesn't make why it's not because i would even even if she had really wanted it to be a secret secret she could have given us some reason why it had to be a secret secret and then no one gets to know the legends until you become a wolf and then like okay fine if there's like an actual right but no they like they simultaneously want them to believe and don't want to tell them like why yeah it's so oh my god it's so fucking stupid so speaking of the Sam backstory, like Jacob prefaces this by being like, this is a long story. And I was like, how can this be a long story? Like if we already like, I just like, I can't believe this is the first time we hear about anything. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> insanity. Um, and also speaking of the Bella, not like other girls TikTok, it, that obviously instead of being friends with Jacob, Bella becomes friends with Leah because yes. like, why not? And they have so much more in common. And Leah's like, oh, my boyfriend, like totally ditch me like we're in the same boat whatever so in that case like bella would already have known about sam so maybe that's another reason i'm like why is this like a long story <laughs> like what yeah so yeah so basically i forget whether we talked about this new new moon but basically leah and sam were dating and then sam turned into show a werewolf and like obviously couldn't tell her but like they were working through it but then like emily leah's cousin rapes dawn down yeah whatever but like her best friend her like best friend yeah basically sisters came down and sam imprinted and leah doesn't know why all she knows is that her boyfriend fell in love with her basically her sister and that her sister her basil sister 
like returns the feelings. Yeah. It's so fun. And that they're engaged. It's so fun. <laughs> I mean, she eventually finds out, but it still fucking sucks. And then everyone was like, oh, Leah's always so grumpy. Like she's always like ruining the mood, the the pack vibe, like in the mind group chat. Like she's such a bitch. And I'm like, you got like I, Bella does stand up for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, at first. Bella is like, yeah. I don't know, Leah seems like she has a right to be a bitch. And even Billy is like shitting on her and something. Yeah. And like, well, no, Emily does. Emily at first is like, stay the fuck away from me. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna betray. But the thing, like the thing that quote fixes things oh is Sam God. attacking her and scarring her. Like Jacob's literally like he was sh- he was so upset, like he was so shattered, and then somehow she was the one comforting him. Like how sweet! Like literally, what the fuck? Like, like from what? what? Her deathbed? Like she's fucking like, like bleeding out. Actually, I'm sorry. They don't go to the hospital. Sue Clearwater is operating on her on her couch. Yeah, they don't even take her to the fucking hospital. Like. What? Because because Carla was there. And this is just like also the constant dynamic in this book with like Bella and Jacob, I feel like, is constantly like Jacob being shitty and then Bella somehow turning it into like something she needs to apologize for. Yeah, that's their whole dynamic. Also, Bella's like, the way Sam looks at Emily, well, it reminds me of a look I'd seen in Edward's eyes when he looks at me, which is just like more add that to the, like the marble pile of like evidence for vampire imprinting yeah okay okay so let's talk about imprinting well first i just want to say that bella finds out that jacob isn't aging and like the wolves don't age until they stop transforming and she gets like royally pissed off that everybody is not aging except (laughs) her and i just really appreciate like that that has really become a core part of bella's personality yeah (laughs) why also why do they call it why do they call it imprinting that's what i was about to say so i am obsessed with the fact that the werewolf soulmate thing is named after what baby geese do to their moms. Yeah. And they don't even call it that in the original stories. Like later on, we find out. No, they, they call, call it, it different. Like so basically something. like imprinting is like you you see them. It's like love at first sight, but stronger is how it's described or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and Sam has imprinted on Emily. This bloke named Jared has imprinted on this girl named Kim. Like one of the, you know, Jared's one of the other werewolves. And then Quill has imprinted on a literal baby, which... Table that for now. Put a pin in that for now. Oh, my God. The werewolf thing being named after the geese. I, and this has been since the first time I read it. I can't stop thinking about that movie. And I don't know whether you remember. I think it was right after. Okay. So it was one of the VHSs we had of the kid as a kid, possibly the parent trap. And in that VHS, there were two movies that were being advertised. One was Mighty Joe Young, which we don't, we're going to put that aside, Um, which is a big gorilla movie, but like not King Kong. The second was this geese movie in which these baby geese imprint on on this story imprint on this girl and then she has to raise them and teach them how to be geese and then at one point she's like flying a plane and the geese are flying next to her i think it's called like fly home or something it's called yeah yeah and it was like always like fall tone like sepia tone yeah dad was like you can't keep these geese and she's like it was like the horse movie the classic (laughs) horse girl movie but like with geese oh my gosh yeah incredible If anyone remembers what that movie is called, I don't like. I feel like I could probably find it. But like, does anybody else have a vivid memory of like that being an advertisement on one of their childhood VHS? And we always it's... watched them, even though like we had the ability to fast forward. Like, yeah, but it was right? so annoying was to fast forward. Like, stand up, yeah, and, like and like play with. Because it, if yeah. you wanted to go you fast, tell. you couldn't see the screen, yeah. and then like if you didn't want to go fast, and it was just like okay, yeah. it's like not actually going that yeah. much faster. Whatever. But 
it's not actually funny, actually. It's quite serious <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Because imprinting is fucked up. It's literally like taking away all of your like what's the word? Like free, free will. will. Yeah. yeah. Like let's just take Jared as the first. Well, first of all, we have Sam, obviously. Like that's fucked. The innocuous example of like Jared quote imprinted on a girl he never looked at twice before like before he was a werewolf they sat next to each other in class he had no interest in her afterwards like obsessed like he literally physical pain he can't be away from her which means that he quite literally did not choose her when he had the free will to choose her yeah and now he's forced into basically like slavery servitude like yeah insanity yeah it's great for kim because she had a crush on him the whole time (laughs) but like But no, it's so fucked. And then, yeah, Quill. So we're taking out the pin. Emily has her nieces over. And one of them is a two-year-old baby named Claire. And Quill sees Claire and he's like, that's my wife. And I'm like, what fucking FLDS shit is this? Like, what fundamental Mormon shit is this, Stephanie? Like, this is not cool. (laughs) But even within the context of like, even if Stephanie was like, I need to have this be a plot point. Why is it done in this way? Because she does make like a half-ass effort to be like, well, it's not at all romantic at first. Like Quill will be whatever she needs him to be. Like first he'll be like the best nanny ever. Then he'll be her best friend. And then they'll be as happy as Emily and Sam. I'm like, all right, well, you literally just described grooming. A. Yeah. Me. That's literally grooming. Jacob says, quote, he'll just have to be patient for a few decades. (laughs) But like if you – if you if you are actually supposed to be whatever she needs you to be, I would make the argument that what a two-year-old needs a na- whatever 18-year-old boy to be is on the other side of the country from her until she's yes. at least 25. Like, yes. how hard is that? Just, like, don't – and I know that, like, there was just no reason to build in that element of, like, oh, it causes him, like, physical pain to be away from her. Like, no, no. if you're serious about, like, what they need – what she what needs from you – What is best for her? She needs to have a normal life and then meet you when she's in her 20s. End yeah. of story. No. Like it's like I don't care how much you say. Oh, it's not sexual. It's like whatever. Like the intention of you spending time with this girl is to eventually have a romantic relationship with her. Like that is inevitable. Everyone accepts that as the ultimate end game. So regardless of what your approach is when she's underage, you're still a fucking pedophile. Like I really don't care whether you get a boner around her yet or not. Like you're still a fucking pedophile. The horrible thing is that like the they don't characters, have a like it's the tragedy is like yeah you can't even bl- it's Stephanie. It's like this is all on Stephanie because the characters like yeah. literally don't have a choice and can't yeah. do anything about it and are just forced into like. Yeah. This hellscape. Not only do they not get their high school diplomas, they don't even <laughs> – They don't have free will. <laughs> not, not the same level, but oh no, – So I actually think that happens the next time her and Jacob come out that she finds us out, but I don't really care. We can talk about this now. And I, I just want to say that I'm honestly shocked that Jacob doesn't pretend that he has imprinted on Bella right. in order to like manipulate her point. to be with him. Because there are times when he's like staring at her. He's trying to make it happen. And he's like obviously trying to force the imprinting. Bella feels relieved that he hasn't imprinted on her. Which like, yeah. <laughs> how could you? Yeah. No. Sorry, Team Jacob. Like you got it. It's not I just – I don't know how you ever well, thought Edward that was Edward would know. Edward option. would know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I didn't really think about Edward. Because I was thinking like the wolves would know too. But like would they narc? <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. Maybe. <laughs> but it's just so rich of like Jacob to be like – I want to be with Bella, even though imprinting is something that could happen and something that seems to be relatively common. Like a third of the wolves at this well, point have not, imprinted. 
Hmm. A third yeah. of the walls have been yeah. printed. It's like rich of him to be like, yeah, I want to be with you. Like, I want to take you away from this man that you love and who clearly makes you happy, regardless of how abusive the relationship it is. Yeah. Like, she's clearly happy and satisfied with Edward. And Jacob still like, no, pick me instead, even though there seems to be a very good chance that I will one day ditch you. And we know yeah. that's not going to happen because he's, gonna, he's you know, going to imprint on Bella's fucking daughter. But like. Jacob doesn't know that. Well, why does Jacob not get to like make his own choices while he's still allowed to? Like, does he really have to like wait around for like the possibility and like not actually live his life? Sure, Even when he still I understand that, but again, too. like he's, yeah, he's I know, detrimentally I affecting Bella yeah. in this case. Like, it's not I just agree. Bella as like some unattached girl that he has a crush on yeah. and wants to like date. Like, right? He's he's yeah. asking her to break up with like a boyfriend that she actually cares yeah. about. That's true. We mentioned that like Jacob's physically twenty five. But up until this point, we still didn't even know about the werewolf voluntary immortality. Like, this is when we find yeah. out that the werewolves don't age, and but then, like, if yeah. they stop transforming. And at some point, what is the context for this? Can you tell me where Bella's like, and I'm a Virgo? What is oh, the context um, for that? Because Jacob's like, Bella's like, why can't you guys all just get along? And Jacob's like, listen, Bella, I'm a werewolf, and he's a vampire. And Bella's like, and I'm a Virgo. Like, She's like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, Which hilarious. is honestly yeah. like fun, like Iconic. like nice, Bella. That is a funny joke. Like yeah. Stephanie, that is one of the zingers that you yeah. actually is a zinger. However, when I first read this book, I didn't know what a Virgo was. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? And I did. I never looked it up. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I would like to say that I never like. I just assumed it was some like. I don't know. Some like weird where I was like, okay. I thought, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. What I thought, I was like, oh, Virgo sounds like virgin and Bella's yeah. a virgin. Like, okay, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Every book needs to come with like the Penguin Classics, like Pride and Prejudice Index, where like, you know, you can flip to the back. There's like end and notes. Every term. Yeah, every book needs to come with end notes. Um, <laughs> and I just think Jacob at this point like is sympathetic to Leah. Like, he's like, yeah, Sam broke Leah's heart. Like, he broke every promise he ever made her. Like, he has to see that accusation in her eyes and, like, know that she was right. And, like, Leah – he's like, Leah got the worst end of the stick. Like, she puts on a brave face. She's going to be a bridesmaid. And I'm like, oh, okay, why the fuck doesn't Jacob have more empathy for Leah, like, ever again? Like, why – where does no. this go? Out the window. No. And Leah's already a vampire – a werewolf at this point. So, like – but Bella doesn't know that. Jacob's not. I know, but Jacob knows. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, but Jacob knows. Yeah, yeah. And Jacob is like empathetic for her now. I guess she's just like so annoying in like the werewolf mind group chat that like <sighs> Justice for Leah. It's and there's like, no stops. point. There's like no point to Leah's character except to be shit on. Like there's no arc. There's no like happy ending. We don't get like it's she literally just exists as like a perpetual punching no. bag to like occasionally but has said. That she like, if she were to write like a sequel, you know what I mean, like a like a spinoff, like post Breaking Dawn, that like Leah would get some sort of story. But yeah, Stephanie Meyer hates Leah. Justice for fucking Leah. Yeah, she's gonna write fucking Renezme and Jacob. Like I don't want to hear that. I just want I want to hear Leah. I want to see Leah. I want to see. I want to see Leah with a girlfriend, like in the Seattle, maybe fighting crime. Who knows. You know what I mean? Like she could like her and her girlfriend fight crime. Her girlfriend's Not like in a Seattle. Former. I want her to like move to fucking like Hawaii or Boston. Like get the fuck away yeah. as far away as possible. Yeah. At least a continent. Like Leah, you know, werewolves of London. That's what I werewolves want. Werewolves of London. Or sexual werewolves of London. That's what I want. New Zealand and joins the pack where werewolves, not yeah. swearwolves. <laughs> not swearwolves. <laughs> yes. Second island, no. 
Yes. That's what I would like. Somebody somebody write that yeah. for me. <laughs> Leah and her girlfriend fighting crimes in some city that is not in the Pacific Northwest. I don't even need her to fight crimes. I want her to – she can just like have a garden and like pick I want her to have a garden food. but then also like fight crimes. But like, but like, like in, a, in a fun way. Like you know, in a, no, but like yeah. in a in a fun – like it's a, it's a crime comedy. You know, yeah. it's not like Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Like she's just like, you know – Solving, solving mysteries, mysteries like nancy drew yeah. her and her girlfriend are like nancy drew in it <laughs> like that's what i want <laughs> like scooby-doo there's a scooby-doo gang they're like stopping the local real estate developer from like tearing down the tree by dressing up as a ghost or something you know what i mean like uses her werewolf form zero percent of the time in this case like, <laughs> just like you know. justice for leah yeah anyway yeah so then bella finally leaves so she, she's she's got to go help address envelopes with Angela. She's like, oh, I promise to come back next time Edward's away. And I'm like, all right, you shouldn't have to like wait until your boyfriend's yeah, away. Like, Why? Okay, she okay, yeah, she goes. So she Angela. goes, and I think, oh my god, oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> Edward is tailgating her quote two to three inches behind her the entire time, and she's literally like, she's walking up to Angela's house. She's like, oh my god, is he gonna like Did pop out? Yeah, she's like terrified, and then he doesn't even stop. He just keeps creepily driving just- past. <laughs> Bella's like, I cringed at the thought of going home early. Like, what? And she goes inside. She's like, I feel a little bit less panicked. It's easier to breathe. It feels so nice to be here, somewhere normal. Yeah, she says, I hadn't realized I was so starved for human connection, and I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, Bella. Remember, well, I forget which what it was. What was it, Twilight or New Moon? When my my word of the day for my notes was like this bitch, and I was just constantly referring to Edward as this bitch. My word of the day, my like word note of the day for Eclipse is jesus fucking christ oh the God. number of times it pops up in my notes oh my i'm just God. like constantly like i cannot i cannot yeah i just like what the fuck and angela is like the 15th person in this book actually more like third but to be like is something wrong bella like you seem anxious like everyone keeps asking you that bella at some point you might consider that they're actually the ones who are right yeah like, i know i know we've been saying don't get gaslit but like when it's the majority of the people in your life who know you it's possible that you're the one who's missing something. <laughs> like, oh my god! She's also Angela's. Like they talk about how Jacob showed up, and Angela like is basically like, yeah, well, it was obvious that like Jacob is in love with you, and so like mm-hmm. Edward's probably just like really jealous. And Bella's like, no, yeah. like just the like the fact that Bella is so obstinately and purposely oblivious to the fact. That Bella or that Jacob is in love with her is just so that Edward like, is jealous. Like she's so like she's she's per- she's purposefully like oh. refusing to acknowledge that because she doesn't want to have to contemplate what that means for their friendship. Wait, no, no. I think she like accepts that Jacob is like it's in love with her at this point. What she doesn't want to admit is that Edward is like jealous and not just like being quote unquote overprotective. That's what so that's what Stephanie was saying in her FAQ. I would like to say like one of the questions was like, what are the characters' greatest flaws in this book or something? Mm-hmm. And it was like Bella, like not really knowing herself and like how she feels about Jacob, how she feels about Edward, and, like whatever. And then like Edward, like and his overcorrection because like he went right. from like super protective of New Moon and leaving her to like. Like being very laissez-faire, like at the end of this with Jacob, right. and like not actually just admitting his feelings that he's like jealous and he wants Bella to mm-hmm. choose him or like whatever, and like letting her get too deep with Jacob. Mm-hmm. But then Stephanie, whew, 
then Stephanie was like, Jacob doesn't have any flaws. <laughs> Jacob, what? Jacob is just, he just has one goal and one hope and that's to save Bella. And I was like, so Stephanie, <laughs> I know they're your characters, but like, you joshing me right now? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Stephanie like I Stephanie likes Jacob. I guess Stephanie loves Jacob. Yeah, and this that that's when she does right. She's like, you have to remember that he's sixteen. And I was like, Stephanie, I will give you that. I will give you that he is a child, yeah. but he has some, Jacob has some real character flaws. Like he does some manipulative ass shit, even for a sixteen year old. <laughs> no, and honestly, I put a lot of it on Billy, like for not for like not treating him like a child literally ever and like not being a, I don't yeah. know I mean we talked about that Jacob and Bella yeah, were also like we're both parentified so Bella chats with Angela Angela's like will you email me when you go away to school next year and Bella is like makes a joke I'm like why can't you fucking email her like are, are they planning to like fake her death at this point or are they just gonna like I don't know so like weird. just move away I don't She's know so weird Bella like why I don't know you can email her that's <laughs> fine know. like there's <laughs> why not <laughs> So then she comes back home. Yeah, she's dumpy <laughs> on the way to the truck. <laughs> she comes back. She goes into her room. She like trudges up to her like room. She's like nervous because she knows Edward's gonna be there. <laughs> she comes up. She opens the door. Edward is brooding specifically in like the one shadow of her room, <laughs> and he stares at her for more than two minutes straight. Like, specifically, she's like, I counted to 100. And before that, we have at least 20 seconds, like, before she starts counting. So this man is brooding in the shadows, staring at her. He's so weird. <laughs> and then he's literally, again, like, back to, like, the, the, the like, um, exasperated parent. He, like, pinches the bridge of his nose. And he's like, I never understood that. Can you explain? Okay, people will be like pinching their nose to stop a to stop a fucking nosebleed. Okay, there's no part of my nose except for the bottom part where that would do anything. I never fucking understood that. There's bone, and then above that, there's like you can squish the skin, but there's nothing. There's to for me. There's right above, right above the nostrils, like right here, like right yeah. slightly above the nostrils where it's like melts oh, yeah. from, from cartilage into oh, skin. Yeah, no, that's the part that I always thought it'd be logical to squeeze. That is not the part that any adult in my life has ever told me to squeeze on the rare occasions I've had a nosebleed. They always yeah that makes sense yeah that would make sense that's never been no one that's has not ever what is doing no I'm just saying I'm just saying this is this is for my own this is for my own edification like I feel like I've, I've just been like misled my entire I life personally bone. pinching the bridge of your nose does not do anything to stop a nosebleed in my opinion friends if you've never seen she's the man allow me to introduce you to the tampon method of just if you don't have a tampon available just stick a wad of toilet paper and just walk around like i i i your long nose. ago i yeah up your nose i long ago stopped like just sitting around pinching my nose i'm like i got shit to do i don't have time for this and edward's like he's like do you have any idea how close i came to crossing the line today to violating the treaty you know what that would have meant so threatening her with harm to himself and others to get her to comply Yes. Nice. First yes. of many Textbook. in this fucking book. Textbook. No, that's not the first. When when he disables her truck, he's like, do you want to start a war? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but like, this is explicitly like, I'm going to go like, get myself yeah. like, 
And I this I was like, Eclipse is trash, but not for the reasons I previously thought. Like Edward is the villain, but don't worry, Jacob's the villain too. And like everyone, they're all Ella, the villain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone Am in Ella's life is the villain. Everyone, you know what? Everybody except Seth Clear, Seth and Leah Clearwater, and Bella are the only blameless ones <laughs> in this whole book. Yeah, Edward's flaw is that he's just literally incapable of ever believing that anyone could ever know better than he does. Like even his quote unquote partner. Like he just yeah, he's just like, and it is said multiple times. Like he's like Alice says it, Bella says it. Like Alice says it constantly. She's like, don't you know that like Edward is prone to like overreaction? Like he like he there's no there's like very little moderation in Edward's right. personality. Like he swings like one way or the right. other way completely. So at least someone acknowledges it. Right. <laughs> But Alice also has the gall to be like, to some at some point later on in the book, she's going to be like Bella, like you know that self control <laughs> or like responsibility is a very big part of being a cullen. Like as if Edward has ever exercised a modicum no. of responsibility or no. self control. Like I mean, he did when he didn't eat Bella that one time. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> true. In that context, but as far as like doing like when he wants, yeah, yeah. In terms of not eating people, yeah. Edward <laughs> got it down pat. Now yeah, it's like one <laughs> tiny slice of like the wide swath. Of- <laughs> And Bella's like, she's like, is this just just like a testosterone fueled like you know dick measuring contest basically? But like, Eddie doesn't make testosterone, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what's what's going on up there? What is what is it? <laughs> like, I don't know. And Bella, and I also enjoy this. <laughs> Bella's like, I refuse to be affected by territorial disputes between mythical creatures. I don't care who's a vampire and who's a werewolf. If Angela turns out to be a witch, she can join the party too. I was like, oh, what a tease! Like that should have been foreshadowing. Should have been a witch. I'm just, I like I said, I'm just saying. Vampire Diaries. There are witches in Vampire no. Diaries. I don't know whether there are werewolves actually. Now that I think about there it, are. no, there are werewolves. There are, there are werewolves yeah. in Vampire Diaries, yeah. and there are witches. And one of the the three best friend trio. In the original is a witch. So mm-hmm. Angela Stephanie, you you goddamn tease. Where's Angela's witch spin-off book? Oh, Angela eventually moves to London. No, Angela and Leah are girlfriends. And <sighs> Leah's a werewolf and Angela's a witch. <sighs> if I listen, there must be fan fiction out there that's like Angela and Leah set up. There's gotta be. And if there is, please, please send it to me. I'm begging you, please send it to me. <laughs> so Edward's off to hit his reserve, his Northern Californian reserve with a mountain lion problem. <laughs> and Bella's like, oh, good, good. Like I can go see Jacob, like scheming. She like, calls Jacob to tell him. And then the next day after work, instead of Edward, it's Alice picking her up in a fucking in Edmund's like off like back roads giant jeep oh is it i I think so in the huge car with the music she's like some unidentified rap song pounding and alice singing along an octave higher and this is something from like twilight talk she pointed out like do you have any idea what an octave is stephanie because like singing an octave higher like that's like let's say this song is like Biggie, 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 can't you see? Biggie, 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 can't you see? Because I'm so rich, so Like, what? No, sorry. It's not rap. It's just bass-shaking music, whatever that means. Like, my chemical romance. Yeah. Do you believe in my Do you believe in my I'm 
sorry if that's activated anyone's tinnitus. Um, <laughs> so Alice has um, kidnapped Bella. She locks her in the car so she can't escape because you know that like if the car hadn't been locked, Bella definitely would have done like a yes. drop and roll. Yes. Door. Like, like, a like lot in, like, like in Steve Carell and crazy stupid love. Stop the car. Stop the car. Oh God, I'm begging you. Stop, Stop. the car. <laughs> so they have they're having a slumber a forced slumber party um and this is when esme orders the good italian food from port angeles and i was like okay well at least bella gets some right. mushroom rav out of this right. forced sleepover. Oh, oh can i just say so alice is being paid off to kidnap bella by edward getting her the yellow porsche from italy yeah. that alice stole in her grand theft auto that she was already gonna get for christmas right for saving his fucking life but <sighs> All it took is it getting moved up a few months. That's all it took for her to betray Bella like this. Well, six months. It's like it's like June. Sure, sure. But like she was gonna get it. Sure, I'm sure. Just I'm just saying. Delayed, <laughs> sure, gratification. Sure. <laughs> delayed gratification is not any of their forties. No. <laughs> I feel like this is this is a good place because the next the next the next thing is Rosalie's backstory, and so we're gonna leave you on a little teaser. Expect that. And Rosalie is another one we need justice for. She's a little bit too racist to be with Leah, but like still racist for Rosalie. Is she racist? She literally in Breaking Dawn carves a fucking dog oh, 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 bowl yeah. with Jacob's okay, okay, name. Okay, okay. And I thought I was when you said that, I was trying to think through her backstory. Like I thought you meant something. No, no, no. Like, no. Well, Zoe but she also her. grew up in like upper class upstate New York. Like Rosalie was definitely a little racist. Like in the 1930s. Like there's no way she wasn't. Yeah. So that's that's that. That's where we're going to end off end off today on a little cliffhanger. I would like to say that I have quite a few notes left and um, I haven't actually finished reading the book. So I'm going to have even more notes. The end. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is this going to be a three parter? <laughs> Maybe. All right. So Catskill next next week or three weeks. Maybe on that note. Tune in. Tune in for an undisclosed <laughs> number of weeks to listen to us finish talking Allison, about Eclipse. Where can Eclipse. they find us? You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at We Read It One Night, um, Twitter at We Read It Podcast, and you can email us, We Read It One Night at gmail.com, and you can send us your listener recommendations. This, I mean, I know that we like, we're always going to do all the Twilight series, but like, we have heard from people who are like so excited for like the next books in the series. So this technically counts as a listener suggestion. And you can also leave us a rating and review. Wherever you listen, because there are a lot of places that let you leave ratings and or reviews. And you should because you should manipulate that good, good algorithm. Give us five stars. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and Rachel, what should they what should they say to reference this episode? If you're mm. listening to this and you decide to l- review. Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. <laughs> In your review, if you're listening to this episode while writing it. And don't forget to donate to the Quileute Move to Higher Ground Fund. Godspeed, comrades. Godspeed. Godspeed.